as the person who edits the sure thing podcast i think that it was probably such a good move for for the sake of the editors of big brother that you were not included in the show big brother <laughs> because editing around you is a nightmare dude they're like <laughs> he keeps yelling n bombs randomly when we're trying to do normal filming by the pool n bomb welcome to your life there's no turning back even while we sleep we will find you acting on your best behavior turn your back on mother nature everybody wants to rule the world okay Man, fucking what why am i looking at you through a fisheye lens dude <laughs> I don't know what's happened, man. Do you know one of the things I love about <laughs> technology is like nothing changes, but everything changes. Do you know what I mean? Like you're at an office, you go home, then you come back and suddenly like you've got to re-engineer everything. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't understand why anything changes. Like I don't upload new files. I don't change anything. But then one day I can't load on. The next day I'm suddenly in a fish lens. Like, why am I in a fish lens in Zoom? Like, <laughs> why every fucking time do we, when we talk to each other, is the sound always a fucking problem? I'm like, mm. oh, what the fuck? It needs to be formatted. Go fuck yourself. No. Have you, no. Have you, is your SD card full? Nah, man. It just says, like, I have to format it. And I'm like, you format it. It's your job. Why I'm it, like, wait, why does it say you have to format it before we begin? Please? Dude, well, it's just, it's just always the same thing, isn't it? Because of the <laughs> poltergeist is in there and it just wants yeah. to make everything as tedious as possible. Yeah, but how like, long is left on the how long is left on the recording? Dude, I got so we... long. I've got eleven okay. hours. Alright, that's yeah, that's good. We well, can like talk forever, pod. man. Man, you know <laughs> what the thing pod. is? You're you need to quit base comedy because that's what's ki- ki- killing it. No, you need to get rid of your kids and hand custody over to your ex full time and move to the Gold Coast. <laughs> Mate, I do actually, but the thing is, do you know what's weird? It's like <laughs> these these ones suck. You're too ready these, to give them up, man. These ones are the the, the brutal ones because, like, when you got kids, man, like you don't have. I just basically sleep the whole time on the weekend. You take them out for about three hours, and then you're fucking destroyed. I thought I had rheumatoid arthritis, man, because I got a false scare from that. Um, that Big Brother thing that I was doing. We got to talk about that on this fucking thing. Oh yeah, we should. Well, can we? Can we? Um, to to make it real easy to count in. Um, we don't. Dude, we don't we're in now, the... mate. This I is know, as but hot we, as it no, gets. but we don't need to do the clap, right? We're gonna, I'm, what I'm going to do is when I count down from five, but I'll start at five. You do four, three, two. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, yeah. Whatever. Okay. Five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. Clap. That's, it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. It's like a toddler trying to learn to count, man. That was so bad. <laughs> no, then it, then I can go in and I can line up the two the two tracks. You know, it'll be like you see where it is. Does that oh, mate. Sense? Yeah, yeah, totally, dude. But yeah. I'm saying like these fucking weeks when I got the kids, it's just hellish. I honestly thought I had rheumatoid arthritis because uh, I, when I went to that Big Brother thing, which we would have to talk about, right? I didn't even yes, want to be on that yes. shit. This no. woman dragged me in. <laughs> and I suspect she's been listening to these pods. So if you're listening now, fuck you. Why did you drag me <laughs> to do a fucking blood test for your dog shit show? Like, I'm so pissed off. Seriously. 
Why did you think that you had rheumatoid arthritis from the blood test? Oh, dude, because because I had I'd gone like because I'm a fat fuck now. I'd gone <laughs> about six months before because I had um, like joint pain, and then because I'm lazy, okay. I never got it. I never got it tested because I just stopped running and just lay around. And then I was like, well, right. this doesn't hurt. So who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, if you're completely set an entry, then there's no pain at all, right? Dude, well, this is the thing. I, I basically did one step a day, which is just to hit my laptop because it's not working. No technical <laughs> the only time I ever move is to go and smack my laptop and go like, fuck you, dude. I went to bed at 3 a.m. It's now 6. What's happened? Why are you so moody? You're up yeah. and down all the fucking time. <laughs> Do you know, I'm, I'm like, who's rebooting? Gates is fucking continually trying to upload new shit into your, your platform. I'm like, just leave me alone. I've always dreamt of like, I want a laptop that's like the laptop I first got with no updates. Do you know, like if you didn't have the internet, I could, I could have kept the, the very first laptop I had did everything I wanted. Since then, mm. it's just been additional annoying stuff. Like, oh, the calculator's got a new logo. I'm like... Fuck off. I don't even use the calculator. I'm like, I don't want your games. I just want Word. I want the original Word, the original Excel. I'm like, I know that it's exactly what's happened with this Joe Rogan thing. Have you seen him? Like with the, when the no. tech nerds get involved? No. Oh, what, he, had, what he, had this, he had this great sort of studio that was very relaxed and it looked like a nice place to hang out. But then he's moved to Texas and I think all the so- sound engineers have got in his head and go like, dude, you need to be like inside a fallopian tube. Like it's got to be narrow and you'll get reverberations. So he's now sitting, <laughs> it seems like he's in a fucking, I was treated inside an elk. It's just, you can't even look at it. You watch it on YouTube. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck is all this plastic shit behind his Has neck? Has he moved to, he's moved to Texas. I don't follow him at all, but he's moved to Texas. To, Who would follow him? I seem to talk yeah. about it all the time, but now he's getting filmed inside a fucking fallopian tube. It's unwatchable. Yeah, the sound's great. Good work, sound engineers. No idea about fucking ambience. Or natural, who gives a shit about acoustics? I mean, you say this, man, but you are sitting in like a brick wall office with like halogen lights blaring down at you, just just burning out your retinas as you scream into the void. (laughs) I know, man, I know. But I do like when when people tinker. It happens all the time. Accountants do it every single time, man, because they... uh, they, they, they never understand um, the mechanics of, of making a business work. Do you know what I mean? Right. They don't understand the magic part. They're just like, oh, Jester's Pies, just put in shit of meat. Like we can trim 10% there. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah but yeah, you yeah, lost yeah. 90% of your customer base. And they're like, <laughs> but the pies are so cheap now. Do you know what I mean? Like they never understand. <laughs> they never understand. Like they'll pedal saving $1. And then you're like, yeah, man. You didn't give anyone a pay rise. Good work. Like we lost 80% of the workforce. You know that guy that was really good? He's fucking gone, dude. And he's like, but the spreadsheet, the spreadsheet looks great. The point is that I'm looking at you through a fish-eyed lens and you wish that you had your, your old, your first laptop. The one that ran Doom and it was perfect. <laughs> when dude. XL97, man, that had all the functions you needed. Look, it didn't directly connect to the internet, but if you got one of those modems that made the boop, 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 oh, boop, boop, boop noises, oh, man, you were golden, flying high. Well, it's like the old phone, dude, the, the Nokia 3210. It didn't get better than that. The battery never died. I don't even remember charging it once when I owned it. I, I think it just went off like body movement. <laughs> and you could drop it and it would bounce back into your hand. It was like a fucking tennis ball. It was you amazing, actually, man. You could bounce it. My partner forced me to get rid of that. I was like, why the fuck? 
I'm like, I get reception inside a coffin, man. I can be anywhere. This thing runs for, <laughs> like, you can go on a 19-day bender and you still, look, you can only SMS, like, one letter at a time. And, it, you know, you probably do need to get on the internet. But fucking hell, man. All these extra shit. Bigsbo. I've got Bigs, Bigsby on my phone now. How fast did you get at the fucking, uh, at that, like, text typing? Like, the numpad Oh, dude, typing? I was so fast. Man, I can remember. I remember being able to text people in class. I could open... I could press the button on my phone in my pocket. I knew where all my contacts were from muscle memory. So I could go down like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex is eight, eight spots down. You go down, you press that button and text a full message without ever looking at the screen. Dude, 100%. It's like, it's like touch typing. I never learned to do that but because I was always on Merck and like I, ICQ, which were the early chat things. Oh, IRC channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so horny and desperate <laughs> that one day you just realized the power failed but you continued typing in the dark and you realised, oh, I fucking, I've memorised the keyboard. Of course you have because you've spent 19 <laughs> hours a day trying to, trying to like uh, catfish some, some guy from high school for a laugh. Yeah, and you, you know like, exactly Pow! how to type ASL and RP question mark and then Dude. move them off into a private chat. It's so easy. Oh, man, but I think, I think the thing is, like, is your spelling, my sp- spelling's so woeful now. Like, it's it got so horrible. bad because I rely on spell check that sometimes... Now the word isn't even close. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I know what the word, I know how to pronounce it, but I'm like dyslexic. I put it in, and it's just like I, I just go for close numbers. Well, I have noticed that now when you message me and you say ha ha ha, it auto corrects to Andrew sometimes, which yeah, yeah, concerns yeah. me the amount that you're typing your own name for a start. Dude, I love it. I love it talking to clients on WhatsApp. And the spelling's so bad that it's very dis- <laughs> it's very concerning. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? This guy, and, and because I've still got that um, Merck chat style, like I don't write full paragraphs, I just keep pressing enter. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's just like yes. stream of consciousness. It's just like, what, where are you now, mate? And that's in multiple lines. Like, it seems insane. I have literally been lying in bed with a female, uh, just, you know, getting getting to it things are heating up and i'll hear bing and i think oh what is that and then it'll go bing 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 i'll go oh it's just wolfie it's fine and then i'll roll over later and see that it was you and it was you complaining about the price of something i've got so much uh pride i think what i'm saying is that important that we can't actually just spend a moment to finish the sentence i'm like they need this now this is so exciting. <laughs> this idea is so exciting. Any bah, delay bah, 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 bah. between your thought and them receiving the thought is it's time wasted. They could have taken action in that time, you know? Mate, they could have they could have rolled, dude. Due to popular demand, howsthatsounding.com.au now sells audio equipment. Hi, Gus here from howsthatsounding.com.au. We sell the latest and greatest in urethral sounding products. And now, audio equipment. Get your urethral vibrator, your ribbed male sounding tool, lubricated jelly, and headphones from howsthatsounding.com.au. Please make sure you're very specific when ordering. What are you, so what the fuck? You've been trading like a little dog today. How bad oh, is it? W- WGO, like no, uh, a fucking gas supply agreement and then no mention of the price, which is the whole thing, right? Any, any asshole can agree to sell something. It's at what price? <laughs> it's like your wife goes, oh, good news, we sold the house. And I'm like, 
yeah, w- what price? <laughs> and they're like, don't worry about it, it's sold. I'm like, um, I need to know what fucking number you've done it at. Like, it's pretty important. <laughs> I'm like, if it's a gas supply agreement, it definitely had a number. You didn't just agree, oh, in two years we'll give you all the gas. And then they tell you, oh, really? We were going to give it 12 cents a litre. What's wrong? <laughs> like, that, that's the deal. <laughs> well, Strike Energy is in the same boat, right? Like, they've also not. Yeah. Uh, they've, no, one's, no one's announced anything um, of those. Of Dude, those but just th- think, about it, think, about, think about this for a breach of disclosure duties. Because there's no way you've done a gas supply agreement without a number agreed or a forward rate, and they haven't put that in, which is market sensitive. I don't understand. Like, I, I, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how you can do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't fucking do that and not tell the market. Like, I, I don't know what this announcement means. Could it be dependent on what happens with the announcement coming later this no, week? No, dude, because that, that's the next supply. This is the supply we already know we've got. These are reserves that they're planning to sell. Oh, for the reserves that exist now. Yeah, and it's only a small portion of it. And they're right. going, oh, we've got to deal with Alcoa. I'm like... What are you fucking doing? Like, I don't even know how they legally did that announcement. Like, you can't not disclose the price. Like, it's such a piece of shit. But anyway, so that was a disappointment, man, because I felt like that um, price would have substantiated the the underpin, the value of the stock, right? That, that's what we need. Uh, volume, quantity of gas times price. And then you're yeah. like, oh, it's worth 50 cents. But now... Yeah. It's fucking, we just stare at it. How boring is the ASX, man? <laughs> so I mean, that's boring. the thing is it is boring. Because <laughs> so like every boring. night at 11.30 when the New York Stock Exchange opens, man, whether it's a whisper or an announcement or someone thought something, you know? Like if someone had yeah. a thought in their head, whatever stock, whatever ticker, whatever fucking letters that thought pertains to is going to wildly move. It's going to oh, go dude, and one big direct it's gonna tank it's gonna fucking soar it's gonna be massive think about the asx what a shit shit index it's basically just rio tinto and bhp and then a couple of banks (laughs) and csl it's a pile of shit and then all it does is uh, it's like an echo in a toilet like it can only just make out what happened in the u.s and then if it goes down it matches it it does double and then on the way back, it's like, what? I can't really hear because I'm in the yeah. toilet. I can't hear the door. Did it go back up? Oh, we don't know. We'll have to give it another fucking three months before we get back to the index, back to the, the matching price. Man, it is funny because every morning I wake up and look at my Google News and it says, it'll say one of two things. It'll say ASX to climb after uh, and New York yeah. Stock Exchange rallies or ASX to drop following New York Stock Exchange oh, dude, 100%, we, And that's it. We, that's all it does. Is it just, they, they, you look at what happened overnight and then it takes a shit. And then during the day, one or two stocks will have an announcement and do something kind of, like it has to be actually, it has to be fucking spectacular too. It has to be really spectacular. And then there'll be movement. Either a CEO is murdered to death by yeah, his yeah, employees yeah. and then it will drop or they strike literal gold and they hold it up and it's, it's as big as a beach ball. And then maybe it'll tick up a little bit. Dude, and the other thing is it, it immediately puts it in. So you're watching during the night and you're like, oh, it's starting to tank. I oh, would we'll get out now. 2%, 3%, down 4%, down 5 We wake up just down 8 Have a fucking taste of that, you fuckhead. Do you know what I mean? It's immediately <laughs> yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. 
yeah. then you're like, oh, is it going to keep falling? Oh no, it's now going to mo- it's going to um, mirror the futures for what's going to happen tomorrow in the US. The, my favorite moment is when there's a public holiday in the US because it's basically nothing happens. People just go like, oh, where's the tough cunt on the Oval? I don't know, like because it's the bully. Like who are we going to bash? And they're like, don't know. Are we supposed to buy or are we supposed to sell? What happens now? Their ideas. Maybe I should just stay at home. I don't think anything's going to happen today. I don't know what, who we're going to bash. Who we're stealing lunch from? Like, I don't know. But mate, I tell you that the, the worst ever is because they have no idea on technology stocks. They have no idea on biotech, medical, it, basically anything outside of mining. And then even on mining, they still fucking follow the US. Well, but that's what I was going to say, man, is how come uh, the ASX is so beholden at the moment to what's happening in Silicon Valley when tech stocks pump Dude, or dump? You, you know what the other problem is with us? We don't have adequate volume. Like there's not enough money in Australia to actually have an exchange. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's only about $12. <laughs> And there's $100 worth of purchases that need to be made. So it's just continually, like, if you're in the wrong sector, things like uh, WGO can go, okay, so, so say it's NPV, like, if you estimate it, it should be around $0.50, cents, right, with the, the gas it's got. But just because gas and oil are, are on the nose, it just drops to, like, $0.12. Cents. So it's 80% <laughs> below. So it's like going to BP to f- fuel up your car and it just costs you like one chocolate bar. And they're just like, we don't know at the moment. Hey, no one's come. We don't fucking know. We don't know what the price is. You can have it for free, mate. We don't have a fucking clue. Like this. I don't, I don't know, man. Like the, the, my favourite moment was me. So that nine, nine out of 12 had been treated for COVID. Mm. This news comes out. We dropped. We fucking <laughs> dropped. Like we're all locked down. The whole global economy's fucked. We get news out of the blue that, one, we didn't even know we were dealing with COVID. Two, we've been treating it and we've managed to treat it. And ASX goes, holy fuck, we better get the fuck out of this stock. Like <laughs> yeah, we better down. dump it quick. <laughs> this is too I'm much out, excitement. It's too exciting. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> I can't watch a movie like this. I just like to watch the previews and get told by Big Brother if it's a good movie or not. So they just all panic. and They just panic and go like, oh... And then the, the next night in the US, it absolutely flies. Do you know what I mean? Through the roof. And then yeah. we, the next day we match it. So even on the days when the fucking news hits when we're open, we just stand like a stunned mullet, like Steve Irwin after being stung by the steer. <laughs> steer just fucking... Aah! Oh, mate, it fucking drives me bananas. I don't understand why I even trade the ASX. I might as well be in the US, man. It's like Kyle Sandlands. I worked out he allegedly lives in LA to do his radio show. And I'm like, he's so clever. He does morning radio. He could be in Melbourne and they go, see you at 3 a.m. And he drives like on empty streets, you know, at 3 a.m. Or he can do it at 11 o'clock in the morning in LA after Mm. having like two boost juice, done some fucking uh, Pilates, (laughs) you know, a line of Coke. And then he cruises in, it's 11, all the dickheads have already done, the rush hour traffic's gone, he comes in. I'm like, why, if you're on radio, do you actually have to live in that town? Like, seriously, with technology where it's at, think about this, why? Why the fuck do you live in Melbourne and then have to wake up at 3am when you could live in LA and wake up at 11 in the morning and be wide awake? And, And all these hosts are like half awake. 
How are you? Oh, fucking, oh, I'm just waking up. Just have a coffee, you know. I went to bed at 11. I'm up, I'm up at 3. It's fucking really draining. I'm like, well, don't fucking live in the town then. Who gives a shit? You don't have to actually go around and see the local dogs. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> do you know I, mean, what I, mean? Like, I do remember uh, working in breakfast radio and those first, probably that first 90 minutes is so painful. And I would roll in because we were getting paid um, fuck all. It was a tin pot radio station. And so yeah. by the end, my show was started at 6 a.m. I would roll in around 6.05 and the news was at 7. I, uh, sorry, 6.07. I would write yeah. the news and read it as I was writing it because the drop had played. And then, I, and then I'm just standing there like eyes half closed until I finally start waking up around 7.30. And man, the only people listening at 6 o'clock anyway are truck drivers and uh, delivery men who have to get up early 100% and like why not why not just do it like I know you need the live news element well just fucking I mean you don't uh, you absolutely don't because you think about who's listening at that time in the morning people idiots just idiots oh dude 100% (laughs) and like the thing is do you really even care about just have the news broadcast by some muppet that has to read okay Trump's fucking ejaculated in somewhere or he's done some shit (laughs) do you know what I mean I don't know what the fuck he's done but then yours is just like chats going, oh, yeah, I fucking, I'm on the carb diet. I'm fucking intermittent fasting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, that fucking, that guy that's pushing it. Oh, is it crazy? Did you watch the block last night? I'm like, <laughs> it's, like it's all the same thing every time, isn't it? It's always the same stories. Yeah, we never pulled clips to put up online or do anything with before 7.30 because they were all completely useless, you know. Dude, this is, this is my favourite thing, seeing the loops where they've got like secret sound. What's the secret sound? My favourite one is when one of the male hosts has to get uh, a back sack and wax, shave, a uh, waxing. Like that oh. happens every six months. But I'm mm. like, if you, just, if you monitored radio every three months, it's just on a loop. It's like... You might as well just basically put Will Anderson back in and just slightly uh, get an AI to slightly mod what he's saying. And he's just yeah. like, back, on Monday, back, sack, and crack. Who wants to see Witzo <laughs> get his fucking back done? That piece of shit. He's a masculine pig. He doesn't yeah. believe in women's rights. And we're going to fucking send him down to the, do you know what I mean? Send him to the, whatever, the salon. And he's going to get a back, sack, and wax. Do you know, it's always the same. Oh, man, yeah, they do that one. They do the War of the Roses as well, where on Valentine's Day, we're going to call up someone and we're going to ask them, hey, where do you want to send this three dozen roses to? Sponsored <laughs> by, like, dentures florists. And then and then we're going to see if he sends them to his missus or if he's having an affair. <laughs> oh, has it? Yeah, man, the affair one. Yeah. Do you know why they do that, man? Do you know why it loops like that? Because radio has uh, these services, like, uh, what was it called? Prep Burger and Monster Prep and all these other things, these prep services, right? You subscribe to them and it's like a company uh, in the wherever. I, I know they have, they have them all over the US. They had them yeah, accessible yeah. in New Zealand as well. Um, and they, they send you clips and things like calls that you can you can play the, the yeah, call yeah, yeah. a bit of the call in there. Prank caller, prank yeah, caller. Yeah. Hey, hey, Susie, Susie. Your husband, you know, we've seen him, you know, and it's like, <laughs> who's this? Who am I talking to? <laughs> Listen, Susie. <laughs> it's like, and then they laugh hysterically. <laughs> Susie, we've seen Wayne. He, you know what I mean? He said he was at golf. He's not. And they're piped in, man. They're all piped in from some studio who's just cranking out this absolute dog shit. And most radio stations and local markets will just use it because they've got, I don't know. I don't know why. It's not hard to 
to talk. Dude, 100%. <laughs> and then it's like they have the sentimental bit where it's like on any sitcom, you know, where someone, like we mentioned it in a previous episode where someone's injured and then they, it goes for months, they're in hospital, and I'm like, just fucking kill them. I don't give a shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Alf's, Alf's had a brain tumour. And it's like fucking, because of sentimental porn, you can't tune out because you feel bad where you're like, Alf's dying. We've got to at least watch the next few weeks, but there's always a way to get you back in. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like brain cancer awareness. And you can tell with a voice, they don't give a shit. Do you know what I mean? It's just another mechanism to try uh, evoke uh, an emotional reaction. They're just trying to jar you up and down and just have you engaged. It's like, whatever, man. We all know, like, charity's good, okay? Charity's fucking good. Stop mentioning it, right? I don't mind. Like, I maybe sound like an asshole, but I'm like... Fucking just keep it to yourself. Like, we're all donating money. I donate most of my money to charity. I just don't mention it. Well, I don't really, but I could be. Yeah, who knows? But I remember this one, uh, The Edge did, which is a New Zealand radio station, where for a few years in a row, they would take sick, man, this, like, you've never heard anything so crook and placating and pandering. They'd take uh, sick kids to some theme park and then uh they would have like a like a montage that they would play over and over again with like the i will remember you in the background and it's like oh we just had such a good time with these sick kids and man like you'd hear it two or three times on the way to school they would play this montage with a thing and and then at, at like but but also at 8.30, at 8.30, it was time for Menage a Trois. We would have a little discussion about the hottest sex stories. Who would you, who would you <laughs> fuck from Love Island? So Which, who's got the best pecans? And it's smash cut from JJ Feeney pretending to cry on air about these kids that she took on some fucking yeah, yeah, field yeah. trip to, to the other guy, Dom, talking, talking to some caller about some time that they, they, they <laughs> fucked two people and oh, it was dude. hot. And how's the manoeuvre? Man, it's sort of like in high school, those goody two shoes that do like Red Cross and stuff just to try to get in uni, or you know what I mean? Like, I reckon a lot of the presenters are on the ropes, so then they're like, Oh, Carrie Bradshaw, oh, we'll just fucking wear beanies. But what I really want is like that you're so on the nose, like, like I'm a presenter, and I'm like, I want to do scarves for prostate cancer, and no one gets behind it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, you do a shout out, and you go like, "Hey, I, I, I think you guys are probably wondering why today I'm wearing mittens and a scarf, and it's to raise awareness for prostate cancer. It's a big killer." And then, like, I'd love it if just no one did it, and that your boss goes like, "Mate, you're getting fired. You're shit on air, and I know this is your last ditch effort." To try to get sympathy, like you've worn a scarf and mittens, and you're now trying to push the prostate thing, to, you know, to try and go like, because uh, that's what you would do, right? If I was on TV, right around you, negotiate wage, you would pitch some um, charity thing. You'd be like, Wolf's riding a unicycle from here to Wollongong to raise money for leprosy, and, and do you know what I mean? And then when you sit in there and you say, "Hey, man." Pay me what you want. Do you know? I'm just here for the love of it. And then they, they couldn't really say, okay, look, I know you got your leprosy right on Wednesday, but also want to let you know that you're taking a 20% pay cut and we're probably moving you to the graveyard shift because you're a fuckhead. Like, you know what I mean? It's a great... No one, it's a great no one in radio is opaque enough for that man because they're all philandering coke addicts and there's absolutely no way that a, uh, a PD is ever going to buy any bullshit story like that. Dude, I would just love this. This is my dream. To take Will 
Anderson from 10 years ago and to try edit it so that it's now on again and, and see if anyone notices. Do you know, like I just pull a couple of the references. I pull a couple of the references where he goes like, John Howard is fucking walking or whatever. We Sydney Olympics. That. Yeah, get rid of those. Yeah, yeah. You, you just get rid of some of the topical references and then the rest is just like, Witchy's getting his dick shaved Tuesday. Fucking... <laughs> What's the secret set? I reckon people probably couldn't. I hope that one day there's a radio station like Nova just goes like, you know what we should do? It's just use an AI bot like they do with Rogan, you know, where they can simulate him to say it. And we just regurgitate it and go like, fuck it. We've got 10 years of Will Anderson on the radio. Let's just edit it and tell the AI bot to remove topical references and then just rehash the same jokes like Tight Ass Tuesday, Tight Ass Tuesday, where's the cheapest pub you've been going to? Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah, can probably yeah. get away oh, man. with it. Dude, can you imagine that the first, uh, the first sentient AI that we accidentally create is just Hamish and Andy? That's a, a sentient AI of Hamish and Andy and they take over the world? <laughs> oh, dude. Dude. This is what I feel, though. Like, the first AI, they've been talking about it. Like, obviously, when they can do augmented reality or inject you, the first person that gets it, if they're smart, like, if I would go straight in and volunteer, then they make you a superhuman, and then you would immediately lock it all down for everyone else because you're so smart. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) They would make you, like, an IQ of 1,050, (laughs) and what you would immediately do is steal all the the resources, all the oil, gas, everything, and then put everyone into subservience and make them, like, uh, a life of servitude, and you'd just be like... Fucking checkmate. Don't you think this is what you need to do? They upload it into you. Then you immediately, because you're smart, run to the hard drive and throw coffee all into it and destroy the whole technology and then take con- assume control of the entire planet. It's going to be like Terminator after Skynet. It'll just be kids in bunkers reading from history books and it'll say things like, and that is when Rove McManus and Peter Hellier took over Australia Dude, and the rest of the world. <laughs> They get Hamish, they Hamish, they do it, and then straight away they're in the control room and he's some. How are you getting in there? He knows the lock. He knows the security. He comes in and just he strangles everyone. He is the everyone. security system man. He's taken over. <laughs> and then he strangles, he strangles all the creators and then suddenly we're just like, fucking it, Hamish rules the entire planet. Within 15 <laughs> seconds, they just drop, they drop the SD card into his brain and he immediately knew, take it all out. Assume complete control of humanity in one move. Do you yeah. know, run to the control room, just bash through the glass and just <laughs> strangle everyone and then become like a super being. Do you know what I mean? And then dumb down everyone. I would, as soon as I got smart, I'd make everyone dumber. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they were less of a threat. And I'd just go in there and just do ice cream scoops and take most of the frontal lobe. <laughs> And then just put them on fucking machines, just digging or, you know what I mean, doing emails or just basic tasks for me. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's, get into, let's get into Big Brother. I think that's, that's good. Well, how, were you, uh, mate. how were you originally approached? Um, we weren't allowed well, to talk you know about this, this for ages. This was the thing. I wanted to go on Survivor, but I, I actually applied for Survivor. And um, I think I screwed it up, man, because I got pretty far in and I was so unfit. Man, but I was in there just being so like my plan was to just be a nightmare. Like I wanted to um I wanted to just cause chaos, you know, like steal stuff, burn down the camp, 
Do you know, I had all these ideas that like, it, when they eventually evicted me, I was just going to run off into the bush and they couldn't find me and then do night raids. And just, do you know what I mean? I, it's I day 14 like, after Andrew Wolf's eviction and he has once again broken into the camp and taken all the supplies. Yeah, this is it. And then <laughs> you like, with it's the like Predator. Paint on your face, just blood smeared across your I cheeks. become like Predator and they're trying to shoot me with a paintball gun <laughs> and I'm running, I'm running into the director's camp stealing their mobile phones and I steal some of the electrical equipment and lighting and they're just like this guy we don't know where he is he's living in the bush he's gone rogue and then I'm, I'm raiding the camps during sort of an eviction thing I run in and just put, run in with a fire and put, put out a fire I urinate into the drinking water Do you know it's just complete sabotage but early on I had all these plans dude like I'd worked out that you can get a ring that's got a uh, flint on it, so you could light your own fire. Uh, so yeah, I was gonna, yeah. I, I was gonna have like a ring, and on the very first day, like I wanted to, you know, you light up like a cigarette before we even on the boat. <laughs> like, what? How'd you do that? Like, <laughs> Technology. But my best was like, I wanted, I wanted to try sneak a phone in there. Like my, my goal was to go there a week before filming started. Uh, and you yeah. know how people hide immunity idols, hide shit that I needed? Yeah, Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like a mobile phone, resources all in the forest. And then it would have been so funny, like the camera crew's following me and I find a Nokia 3210 yeah. in a box, yeah. <laughs> you know, under, under a palm tree. Brand and like, new, it's wrapped. <laughs> dude, because people used to do this when we were growing up in festivals. You would go, there, there was one called Southbound and it was on a farmer's uh, paddock yeah and everyone just went there the week before with like shovels and just dug all their contraband and just hit it around the place so it was like a treasure hunt then they put all their security up they had all their sniffer dogs they were like uh, 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 you're not coming with that and we're like well, i'm coming with nothing dude even my tent <laughs> is buried man just, it's already there just on that because there are so many we've got them in new zealand as well so many festivals that take place on on farms i just can the other farmers in that area must be so pissed. Like, they're just hanging out you know, by the fence, looking at the cows, and there's nothing on the other side. And he's like, what you, what you up to, Trev? He's like, oh, going to have some uh, have some dubstep here next week? What? Oh, <laughs> what, I know, I know. What's that? Yeah, we're farming, uh, we're farming raver kids now. <laughs> Dude, that is, that is actually unbelievable. Hey? And, and they should all really do it. Do you know what I mean? Like on their down season, just every farm, just have have people tromp around through that paddock. It probably turns over the soil, gets it all fresh for planting. Yeah, it's probably it's ideal. <laughs> but people would be fuming. But they had one in Southbound, and it, and it was the same thing, man. It was full lockdown. You couldn't leave. We were right near a beach, but you weren't allowed to leave. But everyone had snuck in the contraband. But that was my plan for Big Brother, right? I mean, for for Survivor. Survivor. Yeah. But then what happened is I went in and I got to the stage where they did a fake trial. Oh, really? So you went in there and they simu- they simulated the whole thing. What was the trial? Oh, dude, it was just like dog shit. Like you had to balance cups and then do some dominoes. So they all hit and then fell into one of the cups. Was this in a room or they did they do it in a location that kind no, of... No, it was like at a hotel, man. And they were like, look, you're not allowed to talk when you first get there. So I spoke immediately. <laughs> they were fuming. They're like, mate... <laughs> We've spoken about this. Like, why are you talking to everyone? I'm like, oh, just building alliances. <laughs> it's never too, too <laughs> Just being annoying. But yeah. um, I was, I was, um, I think I almost got voted out. Then we managed to, I managed to turn it and vote someone out. But I think I just seemed too reckless, man. Because when I went, when I think a survivor's mainly strategy. So when they asked, like, why do you want to get on here? I'm like, just fucking, yeah. 
<laughs> just fucking go crazy, mate. I want to fucking take your shit in the fucking water well. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's like... too much for Survivor, yeah. But then, so then because of that, then when Big Brother hopped up, they thought, oh, this guy's perfect. But, so they they had listened to my circling the drain, that shit pod. Yeah. And they, they said, nah, mate, we like it. You can come in. So they contacted me. And, and what I've realised is so many people get humiliated because you get contacted and then it looks like you wanted it. Do you know? It would have looked yeah. like I wanted it. They rang me. I didn't want it. I'm like, What? Do you watch? Do you watch Big Brother? I'm like, no. That's right. You wanted the prestige of Survivor. You didn't want to have the uh, the 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 raggedy cousin of Survivor, Big Brother. You wanted the prestigious Survivor. But I would have been humiliated on Survivor, dude, because the fat fuck in the rash fest is always a laughing stock, man. <laughs> like they, they never win. Do you know what I mean? Like a fat guy. Or it would have been a sort of castaway thing where, like, by the end of the 10 or 14 weeks or however long it is, you've just, like, your shirt, your business shirt's just ripped and tied around your head and you're, like, Rambo. Oh, no, and you're... man. They, they would have stuffed <laughs> me up. They would, have, they would have always shown me, like, sort of trying to get in the water, this heavy set guy trying to lower down. They would have shown me eating extra coconuts and people going, <laughs> who's had all the coconuts? And they would have shown me lying there scratching at some fucking, like, eczema because I'm not used to being in the sun. I'd have had all rashes and scabs. And they were like, we think it's Andrew. He's fucking, he's not really fit for this. But, you know, the other thing I wanted to do is I worked out, because they try to push you up and down and, and play with your emotions, is you don't do any of their events. That was my dream. I was, you, they were going to go, okay, look, we're going to do an immunity challenge. You've got to come down to this beach. And I was going to say, oh, nah, I'm happy with the rice. Hey, just leave me here. No, your stuff will be fine. Hey, I'm just going to hang back. Like, just, <laughs> just not do anything. Like, they go, come on. Like, you can win a cake. I'm like, fuck cake. It's just going to, if I don't win it, I'm going to be upset. It's gambling, guys. <laughs> I'm just going to stay in this area. I said, I've, I've mentally prepared to just live on rice for 40 days. I'm not having any ups or downs. I'm just going to lie on this mat and wait for time to pass. <laughs> I'm going to survive like, in the least interesting way possible. No alliances, like, on, mate, no enemies. Do an immunity and I'm saying it's just going to annoy someone. If I win, they'll be pissed off. It's better that I just hang around camp. I'll try to learn to fish. I'm starting from the base as a caveman. I'm not doing your games. It's annoying. I have to wear a rash vest. It's embarrassing. Yeah, they come back from camp and you've made a spare and killed a killed a deer. You're cooking it. Dude, <laughs> dude, that's the thing. You're killing your own stuff. And I'll be like, look, I don't really... They'll be like, please, hey, you have to come. And I'll be like, look, I don't really want to get filmed in my rash vest. Like, it's humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> you're fat shaming me. Do they let you have a rash me. vest in Survivor or do you have to go topless? No, you can't have a rash vest, man. The... The fat ones. Is this, I is love this something that you checked before? You're like, look, I'm not coming on if I don't have the option of a rashy. <laughs> I need like, I need a full body suit, like a morph suit. Um, to I'll run come around. on the show, but when I get changed, can I have the other contestants hold a small curtain or towel up around me so I don't embarrass <laughs> oh, myself, please? <laughs> Mate, that's so good. You drop things because you're trying to cover your body from the cameras. They zoom in. <laughs> And they're like, dude, you dropped, you dropped the coconut. And I'm like, they were zooming in. I had to cover my chest. I turned my back on them to go like, fuck off. Once Don't again, losing there. another immunity challenge because he refused to uncover his breasts with his hand. Andrew Wolf is back at the camp early. Dude, but you know what? I, you know what else I thought I was going to wear is one of those green morph suits because I think there's a lot <laughs> of bugs gonna, and problems. They're not going to let you do that. 
Dude, I was going to be in a green morph suit for most of it and just going, there's fucking flies everywhere and bugs. I'm just going to be inside this suit. <laughs> Running around, you know, like with those dickheads in the festival, like the blue man, like a, a green man and just wandering around. And they'd just be like, fuck, this guy's weird. He's very eccentric. He, he came in a green suit. You can't even see his face on camera. And I'd be like, look, I don't want my face on camera, like, Reality show uh, TV's <laughs> embarrassing. All right, so clearly Survivor did not work out. That was that didn't go. But Dude. they wanted you for Big Brother. Yeah, yeah. But then the thing was, they had listened to the podcast to get it in, and then uh, it progressed, man. I had to, and I kept delaying. They would go like, "Okay, you have to meet at this hotel," and then I'd ring like an hour before and go like, "I can't make it. Hey, I'm not coming." And they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I just oh no nah." I don't want to, hey, it's too hard. And then they'll go, okay, well, fuck, we'll do it later. You can Skype in. They're making all these concessions for me as I was being super difficult, going like, nah, I'm not coming to the hotel. I'm like, just fucking ring me. If you like it, I'll come in. Like, you've been contacting me. But the problem was, I reckon, then I got to the stage where the the people were like, yep, make sure you get ready to pick your shirts. You know, right. that, that was the last thing I heard from the executive producer. Well, so they they'd done they'd done medical exams on you. So what were the what dude? Were they the did uh, they did guess what their medical exams for STDs just to see if you're going to put AIDS in the spa. Like it's, it's so illicit. Like they're not checking is he healthy. They like, like did they tell you that they came back negative? They did they confirm that that wasn't the reason they didn't let you in? <laughs> dude, this is what happened, and this is how I got the rheumatoid scare because the guy goes. Yeah, you're fine. You don't have HIV or chlamydia or whatever. And then he goes, but there is a, you've got rheumatoid arthritis from an earlier thing. And I was like, what? I got rheumatoid? Like, that's fucking bad, man. <laughs> but then he, he said, look, they can sometimes be fake reads. Like, because I had a lot of um, inflame, you know, inflammation then. So a lot of the things had been released that can sometimes trigger it. Right. But then they did a second one. I, I didn't... Why did you have all the inflammation? Running, dude. I'm a fat guy. It pounds the joints. Okay, so okay. Right, right, right. You're doing high-impact cardio and it's fucked your knees. Dude, if you're fat and walking, it's like taking a mallet to your joints. Hey, it's just fucking pounding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pounding. Yeah. Do you know this one yeah, I man, about that bike. people that exercise? Because if you're really fat, you're doing so much damage to your skeleton and they're just like, keep up, use motivation. I'm like, you've accumulated like a thousand hours. Do you know what I mean? Like your frame's <laughs> built for this and then you're saying, oh, that fat guy's weak. But the weak guy's basically running through fire. His, his joints, his cart, cartilage is yeah, just getting yeah. shredded and they're like, oh, he's so soft. But I'm like, if you were in his body, you wouldn't be able to do it either, man. Do you know what I mean? Like the... The level of pain they're experiencing. I weigh 70 kilos and I've had to stop running because my knees have started to hurt. That's what like, I'm saying. It's, the pain it's that fuck. you experience and they go like, oh, this fat fuck. You often see with these fat fucks, like when they do exercise, they do like a 90-minute <laughs> session. That is a rocky-like effort. Do you know in their Oh, system? yeah. And you're like, and then they obviously rip joints and end up with an injury and never run again. But I'm like, you basically ran an ultramarathon, man. To do that, yes. like from where you yes. were at, having not exercised for 20 years. The and damage be- that you've done to your knees is the equivalent of like 120 But even to be able test. to do that hour in that frame is the equivalent to an ultramarathon runner doing his full day run because yeah. he runs every yeah. day. He has muesli. He's never had a break. <laughs> He's built up this amassed fitness 
And his mental resolve, he doesn't really push beyond that 20% pain factor either. This fat fuck's yeah. gone to like 90% pain where it's like, dude, you've actually trashed your fucking knee joints. Like you'll never walk yeah, again. Yeah. And he's like, I'm doing one more step. I don't want to be fat anymore. But anyway, so, so... They think that you've got rheumatoid arthritis, but then they do a second one and it's fine. That gets dismissed. Now, obviously, the big yep. concern with someone like me is the mental health test. <laughs> That's obviously where, yes. where I might yes. get fucked. Now, as I remember correctly, they were trying to get you to come in for a psych evaluation uh, three three or four times you delayed it, which is a big red flag immediately. Yeah, I was delaying. And then, look, the problem was... <laughs> look, I, I can't f- come in for the psych eval today. I'm just not feeling very happy, I think. <laughs> This is a not, I'm having a not happy day. So maybe if we could do it on one of my good days, that'd be a lot better for oh, me. Oh man, you have to time it. I've had, I have to have had three pints with the boys down at the pub. <laughs> and if you talk to me for that 15 minutes, I might seem happy. So, Look, like, I've been punching my wall and I've been spitting in the mirror. I really don't think I can make it down to the psych evaluation but today. You know what's fucked, do you know what's fucked me on this uh, show? This podcast, I'm sure of it. I'm fucking it's not sure this of it. podcast. Because no, I did the it's jokes. It's your personality. I did the <laughs> jokes about the psych test and go like, who wouldn't Google it? And the truth was, I didn't Google it, but I just did it as a joke. I was like, oh, as if you wouldn't fucking just Google the test to beat it. Yeah. But then yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they suddenly realised I was a deranged maniac that had Googled <laughs> it all. I actually did it legit. And then I did like an yeah. hour chat to her legit. But the thing was, they had said, the guy that rang up, and it's always the same, right, to let me this down. This is one of the producers, right? Yeah, the producer, but this was right at the end. There are other people I knew mm. that had got let down the week before. So this was final stage. Oh, it would have okay. been, I would have been in there, man. But anyway, the, the, the producer said, oh, he said, I was so disappointed. They said it would just be too big a risk. It's too volatile. Like, we can't take, like, having me in there. Like, they were scared. Yeah. And then I was like, well, you, you were right to me because I said I was going to go fucking crazy in there. I wanted to burn that house down, this dystopian bullshit. I said, I'm, I, there's no way I probably wouldn't even last it. I, I reckon I would have lasted a few hours and go, this show's fucking boring. I'm going. Anyone wants to come to my festival show next year, please look me up. And <laughs> you know, like just use it as a, 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 a flyering opportunity. But yeah. Man, <laughs> yeah. But I was going to love it, man, because the, the biggest fear would have been the Instagram t- sort of, you know, the influencers that were in there. Like, I think they would have hated mm. me, but I think I could have done some good games with them. Well, we had some big plans for it, man. Like we're, I was going to take over your socials and we were going to have a whole bunch of scheduled posts going out. And I was going to pretend that I was getting podcasts. messages from the outside to, to yeah. sort of to, to, to freak the fuck these dumb people out. Yeah. My big idea was that Wolfie spend a lot of time around any sort of vents or doors or just, or windows or anything and, and, and have little scraps of paper that he would, he would read and then kind of fold up and then he would say things like, Oh, I reckon they're going to, I reckon they're going to evict two people this week and just make announcements like that, that he, he couldn't possibly have any information. About. But I wanted you to <laughs> throw with rocks notes and information about people from the outside world so that I could go, Oh, Hey, bad news! Trevor's <laughs> Trevor's lost his job as a mechanic. And you're like, I've never told anyone about Trevor. You know your husband, Trevor. He, he's 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 banging Sheila from down at the RSL. And they were like, What do you mean? How do you know about Sheila? I'm like, Dude, I've got contacts from the outside, and they freak out. But then they would start thinking you're a paid actor, 
No, that's good. That's what you want, man. I lied as well because I was like, have you watched this show? And I'm like, yeah, it's like Survivor for fat people or something. (laughs) 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 Survivor for lazy people. I said, I don't know what the show is. Because they asked, like, what's the show? And I said, oh, it's just like peeping Tom, right? You just want to catch people's dicks in the shower and do voyeur sort of... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? That's the show. Uh, Yeah. It used to be like that. That's all it was. Salacious shit. Just trying to force pretty people to be filmed in the shower and having sex. Like, it was probably the worst show available. The first season was kind of like a cool, like, what No, it what, wasn't. What could happen? No, it was the like, first it season was. It was like a fucking Chinese season, upskirter. No. It was such no, a man, shit no. show. The first <laughs> season, I, I, I remember when it was, uh, yeah, I remember when they, when they dropped it and it was Big Brother is Coming and they had the huge ad campaigns and the fucking blue green eye thing yeah. on the tv and then they and then they dropped it and it's we've taken 10 normal people and put them in a house and for the most part i think they were pretty normal because they hadn't really conceived of this before but it was it was the next season where they're like we've put a racist in and also oh, yeah, someone yeah. who's chinese what will Dude. happen next Dude, and they, had, <laughs> they had a guy like donkey dick the donkey dick who I think fucked three girls on the show. Like there was a like donkey dick up late. We show his penis and he had like this fucking nine inch fucking spam can dick. Do you know yeah, I don't think dick? they had the up late until the second season, man. Second season is when they started bringing in the up late ones. And dude, then they, they had him having sex under sex in a spa, sex under a blanket. And like I said, it was like an upskirter, just the worst stuff. And then they, I think the lady that won it was from Tasmania fish and chips. Uh, she owns a fish and chip store like Hans, Pauline Hanson and she'd just say yeah. she said the unsayable she'd just say ah I'm Rixie I'm Roxy I forget it. I think her name might have been Roxy I'm Roxy mm. and she's like why are, your, why are your eyes different do you know what I mean and everyone oh were like God. <laughs> it was just like the worst base show but man <laughs> so I reckon they listened to that and then I was fucking I'm out you reckon they heard sure thing and they they thought no we can't have a minute. Because the lady the lady that cast me had listened to Circling the Drain episode one. She listened I mean, to the whole thing. Man, if she's listened to Circling the Drain episode one, uh, there's nothing that you could say on this that would be uh, that would lower the bar, you know? They already that because that podcast is maybe the most unlistenable yeah. thing I've ever ever had in my ears. I do a hundred percent, but you look, the reason it's so unlistenable is a lot of technical problems. I, I don't know how to edit. I don't know. We had zoom, so we couldn't really hear the other guy. Like we, we are just getting fucked by technology. That thing could have been so good. If we were all in the same room, it would have been good, but it was like, what's that, Sam? I can't fucking hear you. And then it would just be like, ah! and it was just it's so bad, man. But then the thing is, anyone that gave us a chance has never come back. And it's like, now now I've got a backlog of episodes and I'm not even releasing them out of spite because I'm like, fuck off, you fucking turds. What were the things that they asked you about in that psych evaluation for Big Brother? Man, they, they asked... They ask so many hard questions because they ask. Wolfie stuff. is pushing his fingers into his eyes while he tries to answer this question. By the way, like an autistic child who wants to see the colours. They ask stuff like, "Why do you want to go on it?" And I was like, "I don't." Like you guys rang me. 
boomerang me. Oh, I, mean, I do. I do think legitimately that's probably how you got so far through in the first place. Is that they had to work for it, and they would have been sitting around going, "Oh, we've got this option, this option, and this guy hasn't gotten back to us. He keeps pushing back, and they, you know, it would have started from that. And they would have gone, "Well, work, you know, work hard to get him in there, get him in there, and you would have become a high value target based on that." Yeah, dude, it's like it's like picking up. I was like. Look, I don't want to go on your show. I said, the only reason I want to go on is I want to see how depraved your editing room is and see what you do to me and the other cast. Because I said, I've watched Black Mirror and I've seen these dystopian worlds. And what I want to see is how willing you are ethically to fucking destroy someone just for ratings to sell care. And I will have a knowledge of who all the cast are. And I'll get to see behind the curtain and see what type of people you truly are on TV. Because I've got my own opinions. I've got my ideas of how depraved you are. But I Mm. said, by going on this show, I will know all these people genuinely, and then I will Mm. see the edit, and I will learn once and for all that you were, to sell National Australia Bank, happy to throw some (laughs) fucking single mum that's actually quite nice and make her into a slut for your own benefits and just know forever that all human beings are despicable and just change my, finally move to my next level of setting up death camps and, you know, like, which is a long-term plan. Well, do you think that they re- you really would have been able to get around the editing process? Because I know we talked about so many ideas and so many, so many ways that, to make it funny, but at the end of the day, I, I don't know if you can work around what those producers do in that editing room. It's insane. That's what I'm saying. They picked their cast and I was just so keen to see like what they did to me. Uh, and they were mm. like, why? And I'm like, oh, I lost anything, everything. I don't care. Do what you want. I said, it's sort of like the final, like obviously I think like Rome's burning and the world's in fire and it's just the final I just want to see the final face of humanity of like what we've become you get me in there I'm genuine I'm being funny and then you suddenly just cut and paste me licking my lips around all the females and suddenly I'm me too you trash my whole accounting career you degrade me and suddenly I'm the villain I come out I said I come out my parents this is what I actually said to them I said I'm so scared about your editing I come out my parents aren't even in there they don't want to talk to me ever again they're like you're a monster and i'm like i did actually nothing in there i had toasted cheese sandwiches and made some jokes i don't know what they've done Do you know what I mean? and, and you realize yeah. your kids are in child custody and they've just done this to try the death rolls of a failing medium like because no one even watches tv they kept asking me do you watch tv i'm like do i look I, I know i look insane but i'm not that fucking insane i said who the fuck watches normal tv i said are you ridiculous no one watches it again sucks they haven't made a good show in like fucking 15 years it's all formulaic this is big brother this week on Big Brother, all housemates are to evacuate immediately. The four remaining housemates have been relocated to a safe zone. This is not a drill. As producers work tirelessly alongside forensic police to comb the ventilation of the house for Andrew Wolf or any evidence that Roxy is still alive. New Big Brother, tomorrow, 7.30 on 7. I must say that, though, formulaic, ma'am. Have you watched... Um, Cobra Kai? No, I haven't. I did see it on the on the old Netflix. Dude, server. it's so naff, but it's nostalgic. If you like shows like um, Mighty Darks or you know the ones where it's a come yeah. good story, the first yeah. season's good. The second becomes so shit it's unwatchable. But the first right. is good because they flip it all. 
the villain is now running the dojo and he's yes, um, from the karate he's like, kid, yeah. Harden up you pussy and then they have more stuff like do you know smoking weed and they've got more adult references like fucking right. but the same shit, right? Like, why did they have to make that, man? Surely you can make a new show. Like, how hard is it? Yeah, why would you have to reference the Karate Kid at all for that, you know? Who's your, who's your target audience? Just people who watch the Karate Kid? Well, what they're doing is just basically, they're just re, they're serving up leftovers over and over and over again. It's like, just make a fucking feel-good, coming-of-age high school story again. Jesus Christ, it's not that hard, man. Just have... A bully coach that fucks people up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all these references are not going to resonate with the younger audience. Like, with mm. this dickhead standing in the crane pose and him yeah. going, oh, no, wax on, wax off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's such a dumb idea. Wax on, wax off. You really, you know anyone doing that is going to get fucking belted down <laughs> yeah. at the pub. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> Imagine doing that with someone... Like, you're really going to get fucked up. Uh, even they've already shown, like, karate gets fucked in uh, UFC. Well, I wonder how many kids who watched the Karate Kid and even those other ones too, like uh, Three Ninjas. Was that, yeah. that the, the one with the kids in there? There must have been so many 8 to 12-year-olds who watched those movies and thought, that's all I need. All I need is, a, like, a little bit of perseverance and I need to read an old manual on how to do, on how to do kung fu. And then, they, and then they go out and the bully, it's like 3 o'clock after school, and they go, I watched this last night. I've been training all morning. I'm gonna, and then, boom, they're unconscious. Their teeth are missing. They're very this, upset. This is what happened in early UFC. All, like, karate, taekwondo, they came out and they were all, like, senseis and old people. And then someone oh, just man. ran at them and just basically pinned them to the mat and gave them brain damage. <laughs> dude, those old UFC videos where it would be some dude and then Royce Gracie sprints across the octagon at them, gets them in a headlock and is just punching them in the testicles until they're slamming on the ground dude, crying. Please stop. Please, anything. I love it though because they committed their whole life to all these belts and then mm. they would have they would have had to try after they had their first fight against Royce Gracie, who basically sat on his head and punched him until he was basically brain damaged. <laughs> and then he would have to go to his dojo with all his students going, like, what's happened? He can't even fucking, his eyes, no, one of his eyes no longer works. And he's going to go like, yeah, yeah, wax on, wax off. <laughs> Man, the Gracie family used to have the standing $10,000 uh, challenge, I think. You could go to the Gracie farm or wherever the fuck they do their thing but they 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 had like a because uh, what, what are they is it they do uh brazilian jiu-jitsu, brazilian right? jiu-jitsu yeah 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 the standing challenge ten thousand. if you could if you could last a certain amount of time or take on uh any of the gracie family and ron jossel who you may have met before uh canadian comedian oh I, the name rings a bell yeah yeah yeah, he he man, he's a he's done some crazy stuff, man. Um, but he went to this to do this challenge with his brother, right? Because he was a bit of a he was a bit of a, a, a jujitsu guy, yeah, a bit of a fighter. And um, he said that he faced off against one of the other Gracies, and he said he remembers he remembers running at him. And then he remembers being like horizontal in the air. And then yeah. he doesn't remember anything. And he woke up and he didn't get any money. <laughs> oh, mate. They're just killers, man. 
Dude, this is what happened on us because we used to, we're growing up, we had Boxing Day. And Boxing Day, <laughs> what you do is you, you got drunk and got boxing gloves and it would all have fights. That was our Boxing Day. Like, we actually took it literally. And there, okay. was, one, there was one guy there that just, he used to fuck you up. And I just remember eight beers deep and he fucking almost put me into a coma. Do you know what I mean? Just I just felt this punches into my head, like because you're drunk and you're like, yeah. And then I, I remember lying, like I couldn't see light properly, couldn't see light properly. I lay on, I lay on a lounge suite for like, I still had a, like a headache a few days after, man. Like my my body wasn't functioning properly. Another mate had fought him on the same day later in, and he had um he'd cut his whole his cheek open from like his. I think he when he fell, he hit cement and he had like from his ear to his mouth was ripped open. You know, like one of those drug dealer threats like had been oh, ripped open. Like the Chelsea but, smile. <laughs> but yeah, the Chelsea smile. But what I was saying is if someone knows what they're doing, they fucking destroy you, man, because you run up yeah. and you're just flailing around <laughs> and then you just feel the impact and a proper punch is so horrific. Do you know what I mean? It it's, feels bad. It's not like in your head you think, oh, I'm a f- the fat guy that can just run the ultra marathon. I'll just plow through. But as yeah. it hits, you feel the brainstem actually like shake and you can feel your brain hit. And the impact is like game over. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. it's hours later, it's even hard to like talk. You can't see. There's this ringing sound. Do you know? And it's like you could die from Man, it. I've been punched in the face one time. It was uh, year seven, and uh, a then friend of mine and I were having what I thought was a playful argument about like it was something so yeah. lame. I think we were arguing about what which which Warhammer. I was making fun of him for his choice in Warhammer. You know what I mean? Oh, I like, love these ones. <laughs> That's what I'm on. We're nerds end up in a fist fight over like which Star Wars was better. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much that. Like, fucking bashing each other. And it's like, Dungeons and Dragons is a good game. It's like, so you've lost, you both lost. It was pretty much him saying, I love the Phantom Menace and me saying the Phantom Menace is lame. And uh, it was, it must've been PE because then we're in the changing rooms and I can't remember, I have no idea how it got so heated or how it got to this point, but there was no indication of it becoming physical. I would have yep. de-escalated very quickly because I am a, uh, a classic a coward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A pussy. Um, and then all of a sudden, I just feel this fucking burning pain in oh my, my face. God. And he's just in front of everyone in this change room. He's just wound back and clocked me right in the nose. And I'm shocked. The first thing is shock, and you have that, like, what the... Did he just hit me in the face? Is that what this feels like? And then you get the pain, right? And and, and then the tears. uh, (laughs) Oh, dude, 100%. Of course, man, it's horrifying. And then the best bit, right, is that he... uh, Changing room full of guys, the whole class is there, and he is also crying, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's yelling at people because he doesn't want to get in trouble, not to tell anyone. He goes to his backpack and pulls out a steel bar and is threatening people with the oh, steel this is bar. So good. Keep your mouth shut. Don't don't tell on me. Don't tell. Keep your mouth shut. Don't tell you on see me. What happened to him? Everyone in unison, almost. Like two, like a couple of guys. Like, man, you were right. They like take me out, and we all as a group excluding him walk over to the office and he's 
dobbed in on immediately and becomes the oh social pariah for the rest of the uh it must have been like 18 months before we were out of that class and into different schools dude but he still <laughs> had that crowbar he should have he should have followed through with his threat that's all he needed to do man you've been kicked <laughs> out and then you guys would be leaving and i'd be waiting banging that crowbar against the ground like in walking dead the guy <laughs> with the bat with the barbed wire i'd be like <laughs> I wasn't joking, guys. <laughs> Fucking line up. You're all going to get one hit, like, on the on the shin. Oh, man, if he had bashed a few more people's teeth in, I think he would have definitely gotten away with it. Dude, have you had have you had random violence? Because I've had a few things. I've been headbutted once, randomly at a party, where it goes, you're the fuckhead that keeps cracking onto this girl, headbutt, and then left it. But a bad one that happened to me was at the fireworks in Perth. Everyone hung out, and there would be, like, the gangs, you know, the Aboriginal gangs and all these people. And there was a big fight that blew out. And I basically, as a bystander, got too close. Because, you know, like you're, oh, you're drunk yeah. and you love watching. Yeah. And one of the girls ran up to me and punched me in the face <laughs> and fucking smacked me. And I wasn't even involved. She was like, fuck it. She thought I was part of, like, it was a Maori group, an Aboriginal group. And then everyone was chanting, oh, you pussy, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to fucking do about it? And I fucking... I did nothing again, man. I had to run off. Like, this was a marauding gang of, you know, like two gangs fighting. (laughs) I'd been knocked to the ground. And then all these bogan guys on the hill were yelling, you, you're fucking hit by a girl, you pussy. I'm like, yeah, fucking a girl that just bashed four other girls. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's some perspective. I'm like, what the fuck? Man, that ultra machoism is so. You know, when it happens out of nowhere, you don't. Every time it happens, man, the impact is so great. It's very rare that you fight back. Because, you know, I was at a party and it was after Pendulum gig and I was not in a good state. Mm. I don't know what I was on, mm. all sorts. But, you know, I was chatting to this girl and it had been going well. But then, you know what I mean? It doesn't happen. Fights don't happen how you imagine always. Basically what happens is you're just bending down into the esky to get a beer and then you suddenly feel their head smack into... Like, my lip was <laughs> fucked for years, dude. Wait, wait, so what, what happened? You're chatting to this girl after Pendulum. I was chatting to this girl and then this guy goes, you're the fuckhead that's been fucking cracking my girl. And I think I was on MDMA because I was like, yeah, I love you, man. How you going? I loved everyone. <laughs> I hadn't had it a lot. And then he fucking headbutted me and I felt my tooth go through my lip. Oh, and then he's fuck. like, what are you fucking going to do about it? And I'm like, nothing, man. I don't know what's going on. Hey, I love you, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still in. I love that, man. What are you going to do about it? It's like, well, you've already proved that you're psychotic and I, I want to I live, so I'm going to try and get out of the situation. I'm going to do nothing. So I ran off. But then I slept all night with uh, that lip bleeding mm-hmm. and it got a keloid. Do you know, like it became all inflated. It fucked me up for years. I only fixed it a few years ago. My right lip used to be like double the size. How do they fix a keloid? They had to cut it open and remove all the scar tissue because <sighs> basically it was it was like a five or six stitch cut. He had fucked me up totally. God and instead damn. of getting it fixed and stitched, I lay with my face in a pillow because I was like wasted. Yeah. And then never, I never got it fixed. It just basically... Feathers from the pillow dried in there and it just became like, do you know what I mean? I would think at the point where a body part of mine had broken through another body part of mine, in this case, tooth and lip, that you would then go to the hospital at that point, Wolf. Dude, I didn't. And, you know, I woke up with mates there and my whole pillow was filled with blood. And I was like, (laughs) oh. But they hadn't been with me. This was the worst part. This was, we went to Pendulum. 
because I, I just went by myself with this group, yeah. which is probably the first mistake, right? They had a bus. It was in Margaret River. The bus had come in. They took the bus back. It was a private bus, a private party, and I just went in there. Do you know, I knew no one. I went to the house. Yeah. Then I started helping myself to bears and then tried to crack onto one of the cool local service partners. <laughs> and I was at his house. They were all surf shapers. Mm. I hadn't, I don't know, I hadn't been invited. I wasn't meant to be on the bus. I wasn't meant to be at their house. Yeah. I wasn't meant to be in their esky. So, you know, in retrospect, I probably did deserve some hit. Yeah, you know well, I mean? Maybe I'm not d- deserved a hit, but you've put yourself in an unenviable position, you know? I was in a you dangerous position, dude. It. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds like you did that by getting into the midst of a gang fight as well. I don't think you should have done that. Oh, either. mate, the other gang fight. But did you guys, the best thing we used to do, like, did you at house parties try light fires? Was that something you guys did? Never. No, not really. Not really fires, no. <laughs> I had a fire period and this is, this is, I love it. It all ties a in. Fire period. Uh, hurting hurting animals. <laughs> yeah. Mutilating animals and now fire is another sign of a serial killer. <laughs> I used to like fires always. Wait, you've not mutilated any animals, have you? No, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, okay. man. That I, was, haven't. That was I love animals. Mate. Yeah, good. That was my mate. I'm yeah. just tying in all those stories. But yeah, we used to have uh you have uh, house parties and you would just um I remember my brother had one and we burnt, we virtually burnt down his whole backyard. It was one of the great fires because I started it and then we were pulling shit out. Like we pulled uh, furniture out from the house as well, like sort of burning it. Whose then, house is this? It was his rental. But when we woke up Why in the morning. Why are you burning oh, it? <laughs> well, we got egged it on, man. And by the time we woke up in the morning, the whole backyard was blackened. It was just ash. <laughs> We'd burn his whole garden. We burned every single plant. Everything was on fire, dude. But we used to do it at, um, at man, there's mob mentality that you can get in. Like at that Rotnest story that I told you before about that fight, yeah. what we had been doing earlier in that night was lighting fires. And you'd get, we got a get, you got more and more people were just howling and hooting. You know, it's like you can see how a riot would happen. Suddenly well, there was yeah. more and more. These, man, a lot of these things do sound kind of like riots, you know? You're, bur- you're burning an entire backyard. It becomes mob mentality. Suddenly people are laughing and it's like depraved. <laughs> I imagine it's like the Illuminati celebrating another one of their uh, election victories and you just start, like, you know, become more and more savage. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. anyway... Anyway, I was saying it was amazing seeing that because people were actually ripping wooden posts out and pulling bushes in and it started and then um then eventually the fire engines had to come, like the Rotnest fire ah, engines were there. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a full bushfire. What did they have to say but, about it? They weren't happy. Well, I, I don't think anything approved of it. This is one of the joys of a group because it started off as ten people and by the end I think because it was school leavers, there were three to four hundred people lighting fires. In well, the man, area? that's the thing. It's like if you have a if you have a horde of, uh, or yeah, like a mob horde of, let's say you gathered up two hundred people from your local your local uh, uh, constituent from your local constituents. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you went to your councillor, right? And you you lynched him, you killed him, and you put his head on a spike. Well, they, what are they going to do? You know, there's two hundred of you. I know, man. Imagine that because like <laughs> this is an interesting point you say. Because if you went to your local politician mm. and instead of one of you doing it, 2,000 people were involved in ripping <laughs> him to shreds, yeah. ripping bits of skin off him. And that there's video footage and everyone ripped one piece off. And it's like, yeah. well, we, 
the, the murder was committed by 4,860 people <laughs> yeah, were yeah. jumping on him up and down, <laughs> up and down, and saying, like, give us fucking back our rights, mate. And then it's like... Ben, pick up really... twice a week. Ben, pick up twice a week. <laughs> dude, the prison, the prison sentence can't really be like... Shit, dude, we have to put, we have to make way for 4,600 murderers. They're all going in. If you're one guy who kills 4,600 people, you're going to prison forever. If you're 4,600 people killing one guy, they're probably going to side with you. They'll go, ah, oh, well, there, a lot of them were on the same team, so they must have had a point. <laughs> dude, it's like if you ran the fence. If you took, if everyone, if there were enough people, then they're like, well, the prison can't handle that many people. There were 30,000 people jumped on Trump's head. We can't add another 4,600 people to the prison. It was his, it was his big address. 80,000 people ran at him and just started jumping on Trump. Like, we didn't know what to do. They just kept pounding and pounding. 90,000, 100,000. There were 1.4 million people ripping him up, eating him, eating him. And they're like, what can they do? They can't do anything. They can't send... 1% of the US population to prison? There's They're like, oh, it's 8% of the, world, of the world's population. 8% of, of the US population committed the murder of Trump. They all did it. Did the psychiatrist share any concerns with you? Dude, you know with these fire things, that wasn't me on those ones. The smaller bonfires, <laughs> the bonfires was me. Like we used to make them bigger, bigger and bigger. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd start mm. it in the middle and then you'd, you'd pull more and more stuff in so yeah. you know like you would furnishing you would see like a clothing pads no but, no, but so you would see that vehicles. and you see a bit of his fridge then the telephone books <laughs> then you would see a new a new growth tree and you're like well if we all hang on this this will snap and you drag that in and you know what i mean like and then it, it was it was more in a central area but it was like mm. a bonfire mm. but bonfires used to be the fucking they made house parties, dude. I miss it. I reckon nightclubs should have a bonfire in the middle. It's such a vibe. Don't it you is think? a vibe. Man, bonfire is a good vibe. It does feel nice, it, you know. It gives you such a vibe where you're drinking like Jack Daniels and there's bonfire. Yeah. It's just a, a certain experience. It's a certain night out. Yeah, it's two of the precursors to a good domestic violence, you know. 100%, dude. It's more like a bikey compound feel, hey, that sort of wildness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it seems a bit dangerous it starts off nice you've got the fire pit there in the backyard everyone's having a few drinks you've got the camping chairs around and then wolfie shows up the camping chairs go into the fire pit and suddenly the fire's a lot bigger than the fire pit do you know what you know when you used to let off those little streamers at christmas where you pull the little thing what better way to rev up a party than grab one of the one of the the, the camping chairs and throw it into the fire exactly. to let people know that we're about to cut loose. You turn the music up to 11. You don't want one of the little streamer poppers. You want 10 of the streamer poppers and you pull them all at once, you know? <laughs> you ramp it up. Did you used to change those out on Christmas? Like you'd swap it with um, the trifle or you put other stuff in there? It was the great move. <laughs> what do you mean? Like the Christmas crackers or the streamers? Well, you change it and then, and then someone would like... Yeah, instead of the streamers coming out, like Pepper came out, or you, you oh, changed right. it. Yeah, because yeah. they all thought it was a big game. That's the worst <laughs> thing I ever did because a guy did that to me on Christmas and he, he put uh, cream in there and got me. Mm-hmm. And then I ran up to him with Pepper in my hand and threw it at him and then realised, oh, that's just straight Pepper spray. Like, that was really bad. And he was really upset. <laughs> and his parents were so angry because I threw a whole... A, 
I ground a whole handful of pepper and then threw it about a meter away into yeah. his eyes. Yeah. And he was, it, you didn't, you didn't conscious, you didn't realize, oh, that's basically straight pepper spray. That's probably worse than pepper spray. Like, that's really mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, man, the big brother was done. No, God knows why. God knows why. Who knows why they didn't want Wolfie? What, so what's the, what's the outlook though? I love it, man, because I laughed at them. They go like, no, nah, we definitely want to work with you at some point. We get you on some show. And I'm like, this smells like when you go to Coles and they go, we're going to put your CV on, on file yeah. for three months. We'll get back in touch. I'm like, this is the obvious move, right, when you, you reject someone is to give them hope and go like, look, we love what you do and we think you're a great success. I'm like, well, if you do... Why are you cancelling from the radio? I've just set up the fucking the the prostate ride. Do you know? And they're like, we love what you do, Gerald. Geriaki, we love it. But uh, fuck off. Get the fuck off the premises within the next 13 minutes. I think the move, I think the right direction is, is you and me doing a sort of like a mad money styled thing where it's uh, just like this. The framework is finance. The content is not at all finance. And it's you and I screaming whether we should buy and sell. Oh. But it's not always stock. Sometimes it's just aspects of people's personalities. Dude, ideas, <laughs> talk about shows. And the best is um, get like the Mickelson, Mickelbergs in, get the proper, like get some of the, the drug dealers, the bikies, get sort of dodgy shame businessmen and mm. talk to them. You know Chopper, he admitted to all those crimes just on his mm. deathbed? That's my dream. You get Gatto, he's got a brain tumour, he's got three weeks to live, and then he comes on to the Sure Thing pod, yeah. and we really we tear it apart, and then there's all this new data. Because like, Chopper did that on his deathbed, he admitted to that one murder. Did you hear that? Uh, I thought he had admitted to all of the murders long before. What happened, what happened is they had the final interview, and he, he was laughing, and it was his final one was... Oh, a, a guy that had been a rival came to one of his live shows and he was like, hey, Chopper, how are you, Chopper? Chopper, mate, chop, mate, chop, chop. And he was like, yeah, how are you? And he goes, oh, fuck, we had some wild times. Let's catch up after. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then he said, that dumb fuck, he said, I got him in the green room. I killed him. He in said, the I killed him and put him room? in a dustbin. <laughs> he, he had Jacko and he's like, what the fuck was he thinking? I haven't changed. And he said he killed the guy. He fucking killed someone <laughs> when he was doing... The promotional tours, and he had become a household name because Australians are sick. Do you know these depraved killers are held up in hero status? It's like underbelly at all the shows. It's the worst oh, people. Yeah, and that, like going back to Ned Kelly, like everyone, we is, love it. Is is a criminal? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But it's one of the most rigid society. You get a parking ticket for fucking anything. Dude, it makes no sense, and they love it. Underbelly, they love it. They show Tilly Divine in such a, a pure way. Like, it's, oh, she's just a savvy businesswoman. But she probably slashed people up with razors <laughs> and forced people to, out of their family commitments to become prostitutes as they were drugged up and then murdered. And then we're all watching it titillated, going, fuck, I love th- this is a good show. Tilly's not that bad. Eh? She's a bit of a character. <laughs> Fucking Aussie character. What a I reckon our sitcom idea, Jeffrey Dahmer and Greg, would probably have worked quite well if it was aired on early 2000s Australian television Mate, as a docuseries. I, <laughs> this is the, the great thing. Like these word plays, you tie it in with a serial killer in it, like The Big Bang Theory or How I Met Your Mother or Jeffrey Dahmer, 
and it's just it's the exact same show except one of the cast members is a bit off. Yeah, Do you yeah, know? Yeah. It's like a yeah. Dexter, but it's still got jokes and it's still a sitcom. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. and they're, what did you eat today? Whoa, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> and then they do the laugh track, and it's like everyone else is normal, like accounted, normal, but then there's obviously one depraved serial killer. That is the joy of Jeffrey Dahmer and Greg, is you take the show synopsis for any episode of Dahmer and Greg, you change Dahmer to Jeffrey Dahmer, you change her to him, and then at the end, you put, and then Jeffrey Dahmer kills a boy for oh, every episode. Dude, it's so funny. <laughs> Because you can have the exact same dialogue. Do you know? It's like, oh, I'm worried about my hair. And then just randomly at the end of every every episode, <laughs> Dharma's killed someone. But it's the same witty repertoire, back and forth, a few little jokes, but still has like a death in it every time. And this week on Jeffrey Dahmer and Greg, Greg's latest legal victory leaves him depressed. So Jeffrey Dahmer suggests he should quit to follow his bliss. Greg discovers his suppressed passion is cooking. Kitty is horrified when he announces his new career as a short order cook in a hamburger joint, while Edward confesses his own secret talent, hairdressing. And Jeffrey Dahmer kills a boy. Fuck, that's good. It's like what I would love to see uh, is, I I haven't watched Dexter, but I imagine it works for Dexter, is you take the show Dexter, but you follow another character adjacent to Dexter, like someone else he he works with, and you follow you follow them and you just have Dexter doing all the Dexter things in the background, but the character you're following is completely oblivious to what's going on. It's perfect. This is so funny because you have that crappy canned laugh it's the standard sitcom format, and instead of one of the main leads, just one of the extras is a serial killer, and it's just <laughs> part of the show. It's amazing that no one has committed to this because it seems like and such never, a great. It's never, it's trip. never comment, commented on. It's Dharma, da, Jeffrey Dharma, and Greg, and then it's just the normal thing: best friends <laughs> work, working through their dating life, but then also some heinous activity that's just sort of randomly thrown in. <laughs> And then you've still got the canned laughter in there. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, never yeah. guess what she was wearing. Total mismatch of clothes as I threw her into the fucking, <laughs> into the cave. Whoa, that last girl had a horrible perm. Wow. And then, you know, then go shoot to the ad break. Fuck, it would be good. Doodly, 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 Yeah, Jeffrey Darby and Greg is good. Mate, that'd be good. Dude, I felt like... I felt like all my fire stories were unnecessary and then I crowbarred in all those fight stories for no reason. <laughs> it's so much better when we just talk about normal stuff. <laughs> the Big Brother. Well, big Brother's a better idea. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to get on there now. But you know why? You know what? Like, who the fuck would want to get on there? You've, like, you have swung wildly between not wanting to go on there and wanting them to say, we want you, Wolfie. You're the greatest we've ever seen. You'll be the best Big Brother contestant wherever I have, mate. Get on, Big Brother. So you can go, I'm not going on there. I hate you. I hate that show. And they go, no, Wolfie, we need you. We need you. And then going, they won't let me on, Big Brother. Why won't they let me on, Big Brother? I'm not that mental. It's one of those, um, <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, when you... You friend, you get friend zoned. It happens to me a lot. Then you just lose interest. You lose interest, and then suddenly they want to get you back into friend zone. They put an effort. They're like, oh, 
You've been friend zoned, and then then you get pissed off by it, and you're like, "No, nah, I'm not interested. Hey, I'm not going bowling, and I'm not talking about your perm anymore." Uh, Dharma, okay, yeah. I don't care. Like, fuck off. I'm going to murder someone, and then they suddenly like they want that power back, and they start going, "Ooh," being a bit more flirtatious. But that's what's happened with Big Brother. It's the girl you didn't want to pick up, but then you sort of wanted to reject her, right? And that's what yeah. I, you know. What the thing I wanted, the best thing was like. Even the fact it's called Big Brother is misogynistic. I was going to call it like the, the big gender neutral or like, do you know what I mean? Like constantly play around because I realized like they're so exposed on so many things because they all act, do you know what I mean? Like that they're, 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 they're progressive. But even the idea of calling it Big Brother is fucking toxic. It's so not right. It shouldn't be Big Brother. It should be big. It should be big, 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 big pronoun or big gender neutral. You can't say big brother. What the big man? The big man's watching you. The man. Like that's a redundant statement. No, Wolfie. Actually, I think it's a very. I think it's a very clever reflection of society because until more women are in leadership roles in companies and politics uh, globally and here at home on our own soil, uh, it is a a dripping a dripping satire of the current state of affairs oh, to yeah, refer yeah, yeah. to it's good man <laughs> but i was saying to you like i was saying you could have been such a vexation to them by just pitching constant problems like this look and they go look we need this challenge you guys all have to strip down i'm like inappropriate that's fat shaming i'm not interested <laughs> you're just constantly on camera just being like annoying and going this is sh- uh, encouraging binge drinking i don't support it i don't like the games this is games focused on indulgent and excess that's not really in current day you know what i mean like you could yeah. have been i could have been so annoying i could have been so annoying fuck it would have been good <laughs> as the person who edits the sure thing podcast i think that it was probably such a good move for for the sake of the editors of Big Brother, that you were not included in the show, Big Brother, <laughs> because editing around you is a nightmare. Dude, I'm just like, the host is reading stuff out and it just dropped like in swear words for no reason. They're like, <laughs> he keeps yelling N bombs randomly when we're trying to do normal filming by the pool. N bomb! Are they are they running Big Brother at uh, Dreamworld again? Is that where it's going to happen? They've refurbished yeah, the man, house I, and everything. Yeah, man, I don't know, dude. I never. This was the worst part about it, dude. Like, I just agreed to everything. I I wasn't hundred percent sure even what dates it was filming. I right. found out really close to the end it was ten weeks, which mm. is like I can't do ten weeks. So my plan had been to like just bail randomly a few weeks in and just say, oh, this show sucks. I'm going, but like. I didn't even know where it was being filmed. I didn't even know what the show was. I just wanted to see if the the girl wanted to pick me up. You just wanted to know if they liked you. <laughs> Dude, I just wanted to say like once, even if I hadn't gone on. And that's the thing. When they were ringing to me, reject me, it was still 50-50 that I might have gone. I might have said no. Yeah. I just wanted to say, oh, they had asked. Yes. So I could always say, yeah, dude, I got asked. And I was smart enough to say no or fuck, I went on and wrecked my life. But I just wanted that moment. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. funny to have that moment. Is there anything better than that where they, someone goes like, oh, um, I heard the, that person asked you out or wanted to do that. They go, oh, yeah, not, not really my type. And they go, oh, okay. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, he, whoa, hold on. He's got a type. He's got standards. He's got a bar that someone has to crawl over. 
Dude, that's my favourite. My respect where, for him has um, gone up multitudes. Where you, you find out like a mate that's married to someone and then the other mate tells you, yeah, I dated her for a while. It wasn't for me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's the tweet I said. One man's trash is another man's soul, mate. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you disregarded her as absolute garbage and then it becomes someone else's wife. Do you know what I mean? Like all your exes, everyone you hated will one day be there. And the best yeah. is when, when, when you were the dumper, you know, you dumped them and then one of your, your weaker mates ended up fucking saddling up and having to live a life with them. It's funny when you're the dumper and then they go on, they, they get married, they have a family or, or they, they get into a long-term relationship or whatever, and then they look at you like they've had some kind of victory and you're, you're going, no, you weren't good enough for me. I don't know why you think I would be jealous yeah, 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 yeah. that you, someone else has settled. I foresaw all this life. The <laughs> life you're living was the dread. That, that was the thing I tried to avoid. Like, I know what you're doing. And they're like, yeah, we got a holiday house in Mandarin now. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly why I dumped you. I don't want to be around you. <laughs> and what they don't realise is they get, uh, even if they get financial success, you still, you still have to go with them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to be with them. Like you go, you go, on, that world, you go on that world trip. Mm, they're they're there. there. Yeah, yeah. You can't they're get on your flight. And how many fucking vodka sodas can you have to try to forget that they're sitting next to you? Do you know what I mean? And then when you come back and they go, isn't this nice? Isn't this nice? Always, you know those people that are always trying to break the moment to go, God, we're having time. Just imagine all our friends knowing that we're here. Isn't it nice? Do you know those people that are always in that, that mode? Yeah. God, we're so lucky, aren't we? Isn't it nice? Just by the pool reading. Isn't it nice? I'm like... I'm like, don't fucking reflect in the moment. It's, it's just, so annoying. I was just going to say, preemptively reflecting on something that's currently happening is. Uh, is I'm like, you are point. now like the Wonder Years voiceover. It was at that point they realised they were a lucky couple reading and the Ritz Carlton <laughs> or you can eat buffet. Uh, Isn't it nice? Isn't it nice? I'm like, fucking let me live in the moment for fuck's sake. We're already doing the monologue, like the the script for the TV show coming up. They go water skiing. <laughs> Oh, it'll be so fun to go water skiing later. I just can't wait for oh, it. This, we're living the life and only our friends can see us now. <laughs> I'm reading my book. No, you're not. You're not because you're talking to me. You're not reading your book. I'm not reading my book. You're talking about fucking reading your book. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. People do a lot of that, dude. <laughs> I've Every decided, moment I'm at. I've decided that uh, I'm... I'm not going to get married. And the reason that I, none of my relationships have worked out thus far is because I'm waiting until uh, one of those sky riders goes over and says, will you marry me? And that's when I drop to the, to the ground and propose. Oh. See, but it's, it's not happened yet. I'm, I, I don't want to spend the money on the sky rider, but I think that's the perfect way to do it. So I'm waiting for someone else to do it. How good's the timing? There must have been someone that's done that. <laughs> That just latched on <laughs> and it was like, will you marry me? And they thought, ah, oh, f- fuck it. Yeah, look up there, hun. <laughs> Man, next time I see one of those, whoever I'm with is getting proposed to, for sure. I'm not even waiting to see if the sky writing says, will you marry me? I'm just, as soon as I see the plane, I'm going to point dude, and drop to my knee. Dude, 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 you drop to your knee and go, well, well. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm an open micer. I just came to help set up the gig. Like, what are you doing? You fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead. yeah. And then it just says, Bob Jane T-Marts, 20% off Firestone. Dude, that's the, 
So many guys do. So many guys do that joke though. Do you know the real misogynistic guy that's like the girl really wants marriage. He doesn't give a shit because he knows it's a shit day. Mm-hmm. And then he just uh, continually strings her along. Every holiday, they're like, ooh, who knows? Do you know every time they go to, go to the toilet, they come back and pretend to duck down? Have you seen, <laughs> do you have mates that do this? No. Continually <laughs> alluding, like, oh, we're off to front. Who knows? Oh. It could be the weekend. Do you know what I'm just like, it's so mean. I mean, as someone who doesn't believe in the institution of marriage, I don't like it. I think it's no good. The idea of, like, you want to keep as far away from that as possible, you know? You say definitively, yeah. I don't want that up front, and then you, you don't bring it up. It doesn't come up again. That's it. It's done. You don't keep alluding to it. That's horrible. What a nightmare. Oh. Dude, I've, I've even been thinking about that, even just the public proposal. Because so often... The, the girl that's being asked seems really nerdy and socially awkward. And then suddenly she's at the basketball and there's 30,000 people like going, hoo, hoo, yeah. hoo, yeah. yes, say yes, say yes, say yes. And I'm like, that's basically like a me too situation. Like this girl <laughs> should be doing it in private. She's clearly like a nerdy boffin type with glasses. Suddenly she's getting sprayed with Gatorade by people behind her going, yeah, you're getting married. The move would definitely be to say yes then and say absolutely fucking not as soon as you're in the car park, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But man, you'd have to say yes, but then you have to kiss him. My favourite are those moments where they just... Um, <laughs> Where the guy's read it so badly that he goes, will you marry me? It comes on the screen and she throws a drink in his face because <laughs> he, she's, she's actually so angry that he didn't understand how shit their relationship was. <laughs> to, to, even think, to even think they could get married, it's like we barely talk and we, we were touching to, to break up and then you get 40,000 people to like, <laughs> and you slap them in the face and go like, that's the moment you realise he's a piece of shit. Yeah. But I don't think I would ever do that, man, because I feel like the whole wedding's meant to be like a, a special thing for you. Like, why do you need a group involved? Like, what the fuck's it got to do with other people? A public proposal is so, they're so weird, man. I mean, so much of the process I find to be strange. I don't really understand. Dude, I, have, I, I find it at the gigs. People do it at comedy gigs. I'm like... As a stand-up, I don't care. No one gives a shit about your dumb relationship, right? People have come to see jokes. Just fuck off. A great move would be to isolate a couple who have bought tickets uh, to a show and then have the MC announce that, like, we've got Aaron, Aaron in the audience. Oh, Aaron, put your hand up. And Aaron puts his hand up and he goes, Aaron's got a, something to ask Jessica that has been coming for a little while. And Jessica's like, what? And Aaron's like... What? <laughs> Swing the spotlight around on them, man, dude. You have to. That has to be part of a show, man. No, you know that. You know that crowd work. That crowd work show that Shane Hunter's running. That's what they need to do. <laughs> that's a Someone good move. Someone needs to prepare dude. it, that and they get move. one of the names from earlier, and they go, Adrian. Adrian's obviously. We've been working on this for a while. Adrian, come on up, and then you drop like certain <laughs> music, like do 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 do, like romantic music. Dude. And he goes, just to, no, just here comes the bride. You make it so obvious that it's impossible. Yeah, and then, and then when he comes up, I'm going like, come on, mate, say it. Why aren't you saying what you were? <laughs> and the great thing is with these new COVID restrictions that are in place, you have to. Everyone's details are right there for you to take. Dude, it's so good. And then you're like, come on, mate. Why aren't you doing it? We set the whole thing up for you. Come on, man. 
I don't know what's happened, and then you act really pissed off. I've, I've had my time wasted here by Adrian. I don't know what's happened. We've interrupted the show for this fucking dickhead. <laughs> and he's going to go sit down with her. And, it's, and he's fuming. But the thing is, at the end of the show, he'll try bash you. He'll try fight you. I'm sure of it. Especially if you didn't know him. Like you just pick a random person and just fuck them up. <laughs> but comics, for comics, that would be the funniest thing ever. I'd probably wet my pants lying in, in puddles of laughter, man. Just seeing someone do that to, to another human. <laughs> just already awkward in the crowd, pulled up on stage and, and f- a fake proposal forced on them. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, now, that's so good. Man, it has been a very good day for the markets today. Yeah, man, because I, I can't stay that long today because I'm yeah, flat. Yeah, that's why I'm moving. Because you're what? You can always tell when we're flat because we crowbar in stories. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, I kicked, sorry. I, kicked I, I was having woman. a fun conversation with my mate. I didn't realize that oh. we were crowbarring in stories to make time. <laughs> mate, mate. So there's this this scam. Are you just trying to think of anything? It's a scam. It's called scratch and wins. Hey, it's a scam. <laughs> there's a thing called raffles. They're a scam. <laughs> we're gonna do. We're gonna do picks of the week. Uh, it has been, man. It's been a big day for Mizo. It's been, oh, it's, man, it's been, it's been the biggest day for WGO in a while as well. Even though we haven't seen it take off like we thought we were going to see it. Well, take they off. didn't do their gas gas supply agreement price, so that's a big problem. The, yeah, but, but is that a is that a problem, or do you think they are tr- like? Is there a strategy behind that? Because uh, again, no. the nerds from Hot no. Copper, I was looking at, and they're going, oh, you know, they might have some kind of, it might be like a thing, and they're going to wait until this, and the price is dependent on X and Y. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Why wouldn't they announce the price? It's just a weird thing to say. I've sold my car, like I said earlier, and then you keep asking your husband, like, how much? Like, it's a thirty grand car. How much do you get? And yeah. he's like, it doesn't matter. The car's sold, right? I've agreed. Yeah. And you're like, you've lost it in a gambling match, haven't you? You <laughs> fucking vile little man. <laughs> you've been, you've been. It, look, the the big concern about something like that is. The fact the price isn't there makes me think they've been taken to the cleaners, that they got a sweetheart deal, that it was a piece of shit. Because anyone that does sales and wants to show off, they go, oh, you should have seen. Like, I was in Bali. I ripped off the hawk arb, talked it back and forth. Like, you always want to mention the number. The fact the number's not there makes me wonder if they got their pants pulled down and it's not a good deal. But why would they have gone for it if their pants had been pulled down? No, it should be all right. It should be all right. But anyway, man, you know what the thing is? You screwed me. Yet again. Fucking hell, man. You've been saying this every episode. And I would like to remind you, it's only been three episodes since you basically declared that I had saved you from complete insolvency. Yeah, you pushed me into you pushed me into diversification. Pushed so you? I around. kept saying the word diversification. And then you messaged we me and you said, we, look, I've diversified and I've made money and it's all going well. <laughs> every, and thank, and you said ep- to me, thank fuck. Fuck, if you hadn't made me diversify, Mate, I would have been wiped you, out today. You were, the, you were the dirty dog that brought Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> i I just like to be so temperamental. Like, I flip totally now. But it was um, because I had some money tied in Miso, uh, in Nova, while Miso ran from 430 to 550. Which is what we're at today. It's a big one, man. It's been a real big it's one. It's cost today. me a lot of money. I've, look, I've managed to tick back into the 300 grand mark, but I should be closer to 330, 340. But the, the fact remains, man, like Nova should have renounced last week. So I've lost, I'm fucking 
not happy with them. Why haven't they announced yet? What's going on? No idea, dude. How is it? It's like when I was talking to you, the serendipity of it. I waited years for Mesoblast to get a partner and the partnership happened at the exact time I was in a trading halt for Nova for their job. Yeah. Here we are. It's two totally separate events and we find ourselves the 30th of September and it looks like the Jork upgrade and Miso Blast FDA approval, <laughs> they coincide again. Random. There's a random high-vis guy digging gold somewhere and another doctor and for some reason serendipity means that it happens at the exact moment and I'm not meant to think that I'm getting sabotaged, man. Like, why didn't it happen last week? Is it going to happen again? On the 30th of September, <laughs> will I get the jork statement and the FDA approval? Yet again, because that's what happened last time. And I was landlocked in the jork, and Nova's jork was so good that ASIC had to inquire about it. Yep. And I missed the whole run, and I missed $180,000 profit, and then got, fuck knows, a tiny amount from Nova, and then just basically sold it in anger and, and hated it? Well, what they say with trading is that humans are inclined to think that whatever has happened will keep happening again. So it makes a lot of sense as an experienced trader that you would think, no, surely this will not happen again. But again, it seems to have happened, like, which now makes it look like you've learned nothing. I have learned nothing, <laughs> dude, because I'm locked in Nova while this runs up. But why are you, locked, why are you locked in Nova right now? Like, why couldn't you have gotten out? I'm not, dude. I'm not. Right. Okay. So you've decided. I'm not, but I'm saying, I'm saying, I've, I'm saying, I've missed. The problem is, I feel if the jork comes out and it's good, it can get to fifteen to twenty cents, which is a double, and I've got like sixty grand in there, so that's sixty thousand dollar profit, which will make up some way for the fucking gap from four thirty to five fifty that I've missed out on. My luck, luck to be would be now to exit, and then it will double tomorrow. So I keep cutting it finer and finer. Like I've been dripping up my miso position every day, you know, pushing it as far as I can mm. and selling Nova. But I had hoped that it would just be fixed. But now just hold on. Friday, just do the damn announcement. We're from, uh, <laughs> yeah. what, are we, what was, what was uh, open on miso yesterday? Uh, sorry, on last week. The, the close on miso last week was. What date's it today? It's the 28th. So on the it's Monday. Oh 491. yeah, yeah. Fuck, it was four ninety one. It closed out. And and what was well, what was the position that you held on Friday? I I had I had dropped down. I think I had uh, seventy thousand units, and then I've jumped up to a hundred thousand today. A hundred thousand units today. Because you've got the you got the clutch point, man. Like fucking thirtieth of September. Yeah. It's fucking game time. If if that comes off, and the thing is, it doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter. Because even if I make eight hundred grand, it's worth it. It's not worthless. No it's in absolutely it. not worthless because you can then take that it's money. Meaningless, dude. No, no, it's meaningless. You got fucked by the HFT shorts weeks ago when we had uh, those notes come out. Yeah, I know. But it's, man, it's, it's, it's not like it's over for me. It's now. not over for you, man. You got fucked by those. I'm gonna have to live. I'm gonna live in a house that's like weed-ridden garden. It's just gonna be so depressing. I'm eventually <laughs> gonna have to try like. Get this podcast removed as I try to like dust off my CV. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be like, dude, these episodes have to go away. Like, employers are listening to this. Employers are listening. This is the thing, is I'm, like, Wolf- I'm no longer running a broking firm. Wolfie can have the, this man, this is a fucking amazing, phenomenal day where Wolfie's up. It's not even, it's not, it's not 12.02%. What's the, what's the change from close? That's just the change from, uh, 
Oh, no, it is. It's, yeah, it's 12, 12.02%. 12%. Dude, it doesn't matter, right? You're up 12% today on Miso, man. This is, Dude, it doesn't matter how the good the news is, is Wolfie it, will find a way to complain. I'm never happy, man, because you know what the thing is? My, my boss did it the best at my old broking firm. He goes, do you know how embarrassing it is when I see what you get paid? He goes, it's so embarrassing. He said, I look at the people I work that work for me and he goes, I just feel so, he said, I just feel so, I, I just can't believe how poor you guys are, how pathetic you are. <laughs> how much were you being paid? Dude, like, I'll be like chasing up for like two grand, five grand and he goes, he goes, it's actually annoying, man. He goes, I, I just, <laughs> when I look at you, he goes, do you know how embarrassed I feel for you? That you're an adult and that's how poor you are. <laughs> he, said, well, he said I feel He goes I feel just like he, he said I just feel like I can't believe Someone of your age Is that pathetic <laughs> That's what he said what, were you, what, what did you rake in that year Do you remember off the top of your head No no, I didn't pull in a lot man Because he would only give me commission And this was before I was making all the brokerage Right But even when I was looking for my brokerage check with him He was He actually found it immaterial He was like I said why haven't you paid it And he goes like Mate, I just honestly can't bring myself to log in for such a pathetic amount. He goes, it's just like, he goes I've got the money. He goes, I just, it's actually just to get the net bank out to just do such a pittance. He goes, it's like fucking, I feel like, I, you know, yeah. I feel like I just need a bucket of money and you can just grab it, grab notes, grab your shitty notes, your fucking five grand. Because he's pulling in multi-millions, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So for him, it's just headache. He's like, what the fuck? I got to log in to give you 2,000 bucks. He'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> fuck off. Just fucking write it off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> write it off. He goes, and I'm like, dude, I'm trying to pay my mortgage. And he's like, mate, you're a fucking pathetic man. Hey, <laughs> he would say that. How much did we gain on, on Mizo today alone with this 12% bump? I don't know, man. I think like I would have gone up about 50, 40, 50 grand. That's... Very good, Wolfie. And it's uh, it's not sad that you can't see it. It's good that you can't see it uh, because your insatiable greed is the only thing that's going to drive you forward. Dude, uh, you know what the thing is? They've made a monster now because I'm so greedy now. I'm like, before I was going to be a nice guy and now I need to be able to afford to set up death camps <laughs> to fix this planet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now I'm like, now I need, like, I need, I need a billion dollars at least. Now I'm like, fuck off. It's fucking embarrassing. Like, I need to have enough so that I can, so that I can, um, do you know what I mean? Before I was like, oh, let me just make enough so I can quit and do stand-up. But now it's not enough. Yeah. Because of what those bots did to me, mm. I need to make enough money that I can, I want to be the guy that brings the lawsuit against them for damages, <laughs> breaching the corpse law. But did you not already have this uh, from losing the 1.4 and 2.5? Before, Do you, did you not? Or you already had a benchmark, man. The, the, the thing was, losing then was like losing then was through um, endeavor, right? I took risk. Yeah, I hate losing. I hate losing by being a coward. Like, there's no bigger regret than doing nothing, right? It's just like to sit on the side and not do anything. I'd rather have lost all the money I had and have done that move. Like, I still regret it man i'm just like what sort of person am i just so pathetic man I, yeah sure i'm not but i'm not talking about that i'm saying that didn't you already have that uh issue with having having to reach a, a target anyway 
Yeah, yeah. The, the first target was to just get back to where I was. The one point four. That was just like that's early thing. But the thing was, the reality is, the fact that I lost all that tells me that that's not enough, right? Mm. Obviously, I don't care. Yeah. Because when I had that, if if it meant anything to me, I wouldn't have lost. This it, is what right? I'm saying. I would have protected it. There's no so there's I mean, no end game for you, man. There's no. This is what this is just like that fucking World of Warcraft. You know, you finish the whole thing and then you're just doing you're on there doing the end game content and people are like, man, how long have you been playing this fucking World of Warcraft for? And you're like, I don't know, forty years. Do you know what the thing is? <laughs> Early on in my relationship, I was still like a peasant. Like I just wore black shirts. I had no money. I didn't spend any of it. I was living in Ikea hot dogs, but I had all this, these assets, but I never spent it all because of my greed. And like, the thing is, that's my dream, man. You're worth so much money and I'm still basically getting Ikea hot dogs because I'm all in. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like I never, my, my partner's the reason I started spending money. How close do you live to the Ikea? Dude, I live, my office is like right near there. Right. And last... Two weeks ago, because I, I double paid my office rent and stuff, I had no money for 10 days. <laughs> so I lived on like, I had to get coins out of my fucking car. I borrowed money out of my kid's piggy bank to get Ikea shit. Yeah. Like I had to take coins yeah. out of his. But I've been putting it in there, right? But I had to borrow. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I had to borrow and I, I was living on like, I was living on like $2 a day. And then for a few days, I couldn't go into the office because I didn't have money for petrol. But I still had hundreds of thousands of dollars. But I just refused to take yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're messaging me, man, you're messaging me earlier today talking about how, how sad it is. You're like, oh, I'm living with mum and dad. It's like, you don't have to be living with mum and dad, man. Like, you could be renting somewhere pretty reasonable. I could rent a place, but because of my insatiable greed... I live in a back bedroom with my parents to try and make more and in more. In fact, to be honest, I don't really know why you're living, why you've got a rented office when you could have rented a house with a room in it that you could use <laughs> as an office, man. To, to be honest, the first three podcasts we did, I thought this was in your house. I didn't realise that this was a fucking commercial Dude, premises. I've got a really nice office, but, but an office is cheaper and this was, like all my expenditure, it was forced on me because... My partner was, she bought a new house with the money that she'd got. Yeah. And then um, she, she, it wasn't as big, so she had to dump. Like, we didn't really have a settlement. She just dumped the shit she didn't want. <laughs> right. So I got that. Yeah, yeah. All the, the shit furniture. So I had to put it somewhere. And then because I'm always a, a schemer, I worked out it was cheaper to rent this office than to get a storage but space. What's the rent, but what's the rent on the office? It's fuck all, dude. Like 600 bucks a month. 600 a month? Yeah. Okay. So... You could get somewhere for 150. You could get a room for 150 bucks a week, or yeah, yeah, mate. But if you went to like, I, I mean, I don't know what the fucking rental rates are like in Perth, but surely you can find no, somewhere. No, dude, it's more like that. It, it, no, no, I'd need something. I'd need like 600 a week. Dude. 600 so it'd be a week, a lot more. Yeah, and then you could ditch the yeah, office minimum. Yeah, no, yeah, I know, man, but like. Whatever, I don't know. <laughs> all I wanted was, all I worked out. I'm is not saying you should storage. do that, by the way. I'm just saying that you can't be complaining about living at your parents' place. No, because what happened is storage was like 400 or something a month minimum yeah. for the size I needed with all the fridges and stuff. <laughs> so then I found this loophole. And because I like loopholes, I ended up investing, even though I could have got a house, I just liked um, getting this place. Because I, but then you know, why don't like you I, have a bed in the office? Oh, well, man, I could. But then that's the beginning of the end, isn't it? Like, fuck. Well, no. I mean, it's a more affordable way to... Let's just... Uh, that's, the, that's the loophole, brother. 
Do you know what I'm mentioning? <laughs> the the rich guy that listens to this pod has an empty place in Freo. I think it's like a three bed. You just empty. Yeah. He paid cash for it. He said I can move in whenever I want. If I want. Well, if you could if you continue to make money for him the way that you have been, I reckon you probably deserve to take him up on that offer. He had an issue with uh, the tenants. Um, no, the the strata wouldn't let him um, do the renos he wants. So he's, right. he's, he's trying to weigh up whether he unleashes the animal because that's their nickname for me. I've never even told you this. The animal. You're the animal. I was called okay. the animal. Oh, to the London guys, but to go in there to be like a thorn in their side, a vexation just to the local people going like, oh, you thought because they don't want short-term tenants and they don't want um, him to renovate. So they're like, oh, you thought that was going to be your worst. Let me introduce you to this guy. <laughs> oh, okay. So he wants to move you in so you can wreak havoc on the neighbours. I on can the neighbors. basically send uh, Thea throughout the whole village. <laughs> what, do they got like a body corporate? Like it's a, then it's eventually a, they'll yeah. come trembling and say like, take whatever you want, just get rid of that guy. He's a monster. He's spitting on mirrors. He's breaking stuff. <laughs> he's urinating out his window while he's doing trades. He found a loophole where he's allowed to build a, like a pylon antenna radar system so he can make he can make high frequency trades. Or so he keeps screaming about HFT and he's built a giant radar dish on the roof and it's unsightly. But we can't we can't stop him from doing it. You got to move him out, <laughs> dude. It was a perfect move because I, I noticed how well prepared I am. It happened on the weekend because I went to a cafe. And my kids were building a snake with all, like, mm. chairs. And they were going wild and I didn't care. And then this granny, like, I'm with my parents. A granny came up to me and goes to my mum, like, what, what, control your kids. They're, they're throwing chairs. They're wild. And she said, I said to her, like, what did you say? Because I walked up to her. I said, what did you say? And she said, control your kids. And I said... I don't know why the fuck you think we want to hear your opinion. Just focus on your own life. <laughs> I said, I don't know why you think I would care about your opinion. I said, focus on your own life and get the hell away. She was so scared, man. She was so scared. Because I didn't engage with her and said like, oh, I'm sorry. I said, I don't know when you thought that your opinion was relevant to me. Get, get away from me now. Focus on your own life. Man, it's unstable, dude. You can't. Dude, what do you mean? Control you your kids. Do. Control your kids. Well, yeah, but you. what are they who, doing who in the cafe? What are they who doing in the cafe? Why does she think she's got a valid point? I'm like, what Why are the kids running in? around the cafe? We're, we're making fucking forts out dude, of all the they're having furniture. fun. Do you know what I like in life? <laughs> what I like in life is fun's not yeah. a priority. These sensible little fucking lemmings that like trudge through live get hierarchy they're like oh no we can all sit quietly no the world's burning you gotta rage into the setting sun you fool you don't get to put me into a spreadsheet karen oh you gotta be quiet no i don't dude i'm gonna be dead in 10 years like no one's fucking silencing me let's alone some permed fucking granny Get out. She's lucky I didn't kick her in the head. That's what he's brought into the um, mix. The animal, that, yeah. Well, I think you should do that. I think you could probably ditch the office and move into, a, move into an abode at some point. No, but the only problem with his, his office is um, he's often it before the commute. It's like Frio is sort of half an hour away from the city so like the, the reality is man i'm obviously not that hard up 
because I've been offered free accommodation, yeah. but because I'm so lazy, 30 minutes, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. I'd rather live in my parents' back, back bedroom. I could have a, a, a pad, a ca- pad where I only have to pay the rates free. And I'm like, yeah. nah, there's no way I'm doing a 20 minute, a 30 minute journey, journey every day. Like, get lost. It's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. And the journey, the journey would be to what? Go to gigs, I take it? Go to gigs or go into the city or drop my kids off. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm like, you're right. Fuck that. Live at mum and dad's. I'm like, what the hell? There's no way I'm going to do a 30 minute commute. Hey, I'm not that poor. <laughs> now, the other thing that you were worried about is that you said that, um, that <laughs> I think you were being sarcastic when you said it was a good thing, that you'll never be able to stop. Uh, the brokerage because um, because of the money that you've lost on this meso deal. Yeah, man. You know what the thing is? Um, do you know what I mean? It's like in those movies where you, uh, in, in Cobra Kai where they made the villain. <laughs> the algorithms have turned me into a villain. Like some people <laughs> want to see the world burn and I'm that guy now, dude. I'm going to keep going until I set up death camps throughout Australia and Europe. <laughs> I'm done, man. I've had enough. Like I got <laughs> fucked over too many times. You're, you're listening to a young Hitler. Young Hitler. How, no, I'm oh only joking. God. I'm joking. We've got to delete this. I'm being how stupid, lo- you fuckhead. How long, have you been, uh, how long have you been running your brokerage on your own with your own clients? Ages, man. I don't know. Uh, seven years, five years. I've been going well, five man. Years. Yeah. Dude, I, I've got it all back. This is the thing. The doubting Thomases had turned their back and... and the truth is it's easily fixed because I, I do a high volatility trading approach that yields mm. really well. But obviously mm. if you're in if you're in um, a less diversified position and then you get one or two things wrong, the impact is catastrophic. Well, it appears that way, but it's mm. not because if you remain true to the trading strategy of finding a handful of gems, eventually it yields such bigger returns than than are possible in these stretched fucking portfolios where where you buy a, a handful of everything one grape <laughs> one pea one fucking nut one fucking piece of grain what a fucking boring little shopping list yeah how much had you lost for clients in the in the in the big loss i don't know man it all came down to that one stock that i got sold on if I removed, what was it called again? What was that stock again? G88. If I removed that from my yeah. position, I would I would never have become the um, a maniacal leader that eventually <laughs> set up death camps. Yeah. If I had just yeah. done that, I would have been a family friendly guy, good comic. But now they've tried. They've created um, Stalin. But for clients, like, had what, how much had they seen their position reduced by? Um, at that point, before you brought it back. Oh, dude, it got pumped. It got pumped like down. It went, at points, it was down like fifty percent from where they Damn. started. Damn. Did you have people? Uh, did you have people exit at that position? Yeah, people exited, and the thing was, this was. Um, but people had tripled before. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so okay. it was. It was like some people remained believing because early on the business model was so impervi- uh, impregnable. It was perfect. It had made so mm. much money. And the reality is the clawback from there to now is a fucking achievement in itself. Like, I don't think many traders could have recovered with this error. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, the, yeah. the, yield, the yield that I've generated is against uh, logic. Like, you shouldn't statistically be able to pull back this much money this quickly. So, 
Do you know what I mean? The, the, the theory stands. I just had one Icarus moment and then I've been fucking paying for it for two years. The truth is that the, the, the underlying business model works effectively. Like the yields are through the fucking roof. There's just one error that, you know, that was the result of moving to Perth and getting fucking hoodwinked into one trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Without of course. that, I was fucking bulletproof. I'm d- doing really well. Did really. you find that were the people who pulled the money out after the, uh, what was it called? G- G2A? What was the? Stock? G88, yeah. Okay. So after GA8, were the people who pulled the money out uh, people whose money you had tripled previously or were they yeah, the yeah. newer clients? So they were like, they were like, oh, look, we've lot, like, we're still up. I think they we're going to exit it's too here. volatile. And, and, and the, the thing is, um, the truth is they would have all been back. The people that have reduced mm. their capital or reduced their exposure or pulled their money out would have more money. Like they would be largely back by now. So at the end of the day, it's not true. Like I but didn't they were lose still the money. Like that? No, no, you didn't. You know, you didn't. You lost the money at a point for a little bit, but that's it. But what I'm <laughs> what I'm saying to you is, if they hadn't, anyone that jumped ship is already already screwed up. Like it was the wrong yeah. move. They're already fucked now, and it's only going to get worse. Like once Mesa hits ten, they are yeah. totally fucked. And then then basically what they've. Um, <laughs> missed out on is like a life changing sum. We're leading we're leading too far into the revenge part, I think, of what I was trying to trying to explore. They will <laughs> this is the problem with that that dread and regret that I've felt for the last two years will haunt them for the remainder of their time. So at least I only had it for two years. They'll have it for thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they still they still made money, right? They, they, they like they were they were up when they when they pulled the money. Well, out. no, no. Some people had some people had gone below. So, oh, some people had lost. It just depended on the position, dude. Because it depends on when people enter, when they exit. Like it's not as simple with shares. Like you don't just think, oh, everyone starts and everyone ends because. You can buy, you know, it depends what week you started. Did you buy? Oh, yeah, I know, I know. But that's what I mean. Like, that's why I was asking because you, you buy, said You buy pre, pre-crash. You buy, you know, or we've, we've tripled our money on something and then they arrive a week later and they don't have that profit in their tank. Do you know? And then we sort yeah. of, we drift sideways and they go, oh, well, it sucks. But I'm like, fuck, if you'd just come on three weeks earlier, I had all this profit to burn. Do you know that I'd but made that's elsewhere? But that's that's what I meant, though. Is uh, that's why I asked if it was the people who had just gotten in and they were no, free definitely the and people that arrive late have the worst experience because they had missed out on like uh, there was a good period where you know like I got my my bro from forty grand to one hundred and eighty. Mm. Mm. That's good going. That's really good going. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to knock you. I'm just curious as to the psychology behind this. No, people. but man, I'm just worried because I don't like talking about the client stuff. Like, I just want to talk about stocks. You know what I mean? If it talks too much about the business, I don't like it. I know. Okay, I, yeah, I get that, but that's why I'm also not trying to cast a negative light on. Oh well, anything. let's let's pump it up, man. But then, at the end of the day, like, um, it's a bit like uh, to quote one of my favorite movies, Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> The, they, in it's a bit two, wax on, wax off, you know. In season two, they said they said you lost Cobra Kai. They said you lost that fight, and he goes, "the the fight's only over when you say it is," <laughs> and that is the truth. <laughs> I didn't lose shit. Dude. That's not the truth in almost any martial art or competition. That's not true almost anywhere in competitive sport. <laughs> no, but, but what I'm saying to you is, the fight doesn't end until you say it does. Other people had determined that my game was over, but as far as I can see, I've got 30 years of trading to go. So 
if you to hop off and then you can, you can't assume that that's the end of the game because you've seen that I'm not going to stop trading. So do you know what I mean? Oh man, I totally, I totally. What I'm saying to you, what I'm saying to you is there was people ringing the dinner bell going game over. I'm like no because I'm still trading now. And the truth is, the proof will be in the pudding when I'm 60. We'll see what the number is. And there could be a, a lot of fucking uh, doubting Thomases in a lot of trouble. Or I could still be at my parents. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell. I've had, that, I've had that experience myself where, like I said, I bought uh, those NVIDIA shares. And then they dropped drastically just halved uh in in a week and i had to hold on to them for 18 months but they came right and i made money on the trade and it's still like i still made like 30 or 40 percent which over 18 months is by any standard is is a good return on investment this is that this is the big problem because do you know like a lot of the big losses without g88 there's none there's none because um even though saber was a specky and a pump and dump, it's it's delivered, right? So I could have got yeah, the money yeah. back there. It's made you Nova, on, yeah. Nova, I had to sell at one point seven, and I bought at three. So I took the loss to get better better moves like me. So, but mm. if you note that one point fucking seven, it's mm. it's um eleven and a half cents right now. Yeah, so yeah. that alone, do you know what I mean? All the positions, if I had just sat them out, would have um I would have made large amounts of return for people. So there was mm. never an error. There's only one acknowledged error, which is G88. Besides that, I, I don't think there's any clear big errors, in my opinion. Is that, that one bought. still down? Is G88 still down? Dude, it's a fucking shit show. Like, don't look at it. It was, uh, it was, it was a nightmare. I don't even look at it anymore. I'm, I'm not going to look at it. I was, gonna, I was looking at it. Fuck, stuff, dude, I'm going to have to go because I've realized it's almost five. This uh, one's a brutal one. You've got to delete all the dictator stuff. No, no, the dictator the stuff camps. is staying in. That's the only good bit, man. I know, He's man. It's been screaming a... about killing. <laughs> <laughs> Leveraging your home, margin personal loans, hedged by put contracts, holding fifteen overexposed bad positions, looming threat of liquidation. Everybody wants to. Ruin.